0: welcome to episode 8 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A uh, podcast we do because we like Warhammer?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think I say so. we like
0: Warhammer. <laughs> Clues <in> the title. <laughs> um, I'm your host Matt and of course joining me is my fellow co-host Cameron. How you doing mate?
2: Hello, I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's the end of the weekend so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we Just gently
0: it. see it out with a we nice bit of it. Warhammer.
2: We draw ever closer to Saturday the sixteenth of June. Uh, it's so close. Oh,
0: is there something prominent about that?
2: Oh no, nothing <laughs> at all. Um, <clears throat> don't know what you're talking
0: about. <laughs> Just some little pre-order. <laughs>
1: what do you mean? Oh. <laughs>
0: but now we're here. This is episode eight. We've got a nice little show planned for you. I've um I've had my cup of tea. I've had my bourbon biscuits. <laughs> what have you had, Cameron? What was your pre-show um, prep?
2: I had a couple of chorizos and then a packet of wafers uh <laughs> nice uh, standard go, podcast yeah. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> prep you may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a standard to live up to
2: yeah uh.
0: <laughs> so in today 's episode, uh we'll go into our usual hobby stuff what we've been uh, painting, buying, reading. Etc. Uh, then we'll go into the news. Uh, news is not massive this week. Well, well it's, uh, it's it's more quality over quantity. Yeah, <laughs> in, well, in it's news like one.
2: it's like there's a there's a lot of news, but it's all about one thing. <laughs> yes, so it's very exactly. easily summed up. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good way of looking at it. Um, and then for the main lore topic, we're going to have a little history lesson where we do mm. an overview of the Wars of Armageddon <laughs> in 40k. And then we're yep. going to wrap the show up with our debate topic, where we're going to ask if the Tomb Kings returned to Age of Sigma, well, or were reintroduced, um, mm. i.e. they're not a legacy army properly, would they join the Order or Death Grand Alliance? And then we'll mm. finish up the show. So, let's... Get stuck in with the usual. It's uh, hobby stuff time. So, yep, Cameron, yep. what have you been doing for the last couple of weeks, mate?
1: <sighs>
2: uh, not that much, actually, which is surprising even to myself, because I was doing <laughs> so much... <laughs> like, compare this to the last episode where I'd done everything, possibly under the sun, for hobby. Um, <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a pretty quiet couple of weeks. Uh, my morgul Ghoul from Forgeworld arrived uh, with one severely miscast arm that I spent like four hours fixing, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> it came out alright, um, and I put it together and I've more or less finished painting it for now and it looks alright. Uh, but I sent Forgewell some photos and they're actually kindly enough sending me a second one to make up for the fact that I, I spent four hours fixing an arm that's like, tw- that's like 10 centimeters long. So, uh. <laughs> that's
0: customer service. That's i know. Awesome.
2: I was like, I might get a new arm, and they're like, I check the mailing. he's like, "You've just sent in a whole new goal. I guess it would be a bother to take it out of the pack and take one arm out."
0: Uh- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I've I've never had to contact GW about. I know mm-hmm. that's you're talking about Forge World, but I've never yeah. had to contact GW about any issues. But um, they're actually, from what I've heard. Um, mm. they're actually really good at doing that sort of thing, aren't they? Where people yeah, have like paints yeah. dry up and they'll just mm. send them another. Actually, tell a lie. I did ask for contact them recently <laughs> when, um, when the, the uh, Idineth Deepkin, uh, Battle time mm. came out and you were supposed mm. to get an art card with it. And, ah, yeah. cause I pre ordered it, got it from the local store and I mm. sort of emailed, I thought, oh, I want that art card because <laughs> I want to get anything I can for free. Um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I contacted them, spoke to uh, a great guy called, uh, Phil. Mm. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. Uh, customer service, and he uh, went, yeah, I'll. Um, we're, we know there's a delay, you know, that we've got a bit of a mm. distribution issue, but I'll personally <laughs> get it out to you. So he's, yeah, you know, the next next couple of days, add it in the post. So no, they're pretty yeah. good for that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, no, they have. If nothing else, they have fantastic customer service. Part of me wants to, like, say, that's why it's so expensive. It's inbuilt insurance, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if something's messed up, we will replace it because we don't want to. We don't want to sell you a sixty-dollar model and then just say, "Oh, I don't know, man, you lost a bit." I guess this sucks to be you.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because it's it's investment, isn't it? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you because they don't know your sort of history with it, so yeah. in a sense, you could that could be your first. Proper, you know, model that you would bought. And mm. obviously, if you were, if you sort of contacted them, they're like, yeah, go away. We don't really care. You're like, well, I, I won't bother with this hobby anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it could be that yeah. extreme.
2: You don't know. People <laughs>
0: will do that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. It's gotten better over the years. Um, diving back into the past, like 2012 or something, it was, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I had, I'd been, out of the hobby for a little bit I was like oh will get some models for D&D basically and Games Workshop has really good models so I ordered some from the online store and I waited and I waited and I waited and after like a month they hadn't shown up I'm like okay it's taking a bit long and I contacted them and like the end result of like a long email chain was I'll show up eventually <laughs> 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 we can't do anything about this and I'm like cool and they showed up like another two weeks later so it took six weeks to deliver I think it was like a lord of plagues and a couple of other things or something because i wanted to do some mm. <laughs> do some plague guys for dnt or something it was it was dumb it was not great back then whereas <laughs> this time it was like i sent an email with the photos attached and like a day later got an email back from forge like yep that's definitely a miscast we're looking at that arm and that arm is all kinds of screwed up <laughs> so uh <laughs> here's the shipping details there you go i'm <laughs> like oh wow okay <laughs>
0: well I suppose to be fair we're in that sort of day and age now where it's easy to do that sort of thing you just get your smartphone Mm -hmm. out bop there you go send them an email there's a photo Mm -hmm. whereas back in the day you could sort of try and say anything they were like well we don't know you could be trying Mm -hmm. to blag this (laughs)
2: yeah yeah but anyway, uh, the Morgul itself is a lovely model. It's great. Um, I have plans to make them stand out. So the, the one I currently have had kind of weak wrist joints. Uh, so I just kind of green stuff like shackles onto there to kind of help shore up the wrists. Kind of worked. Uh, but for this second one, I want it to be very different. So I'm going to try and make legs. Um <laughs> <laughs> And have it be appropriate, so it'll it'll end up being like the height of a jump. Ah, I just bit my tongue. Ow! <laughs> ah, can't talk properly. I think Ow. it's the
0: first time you've ever done that on air.
2: Yeah, good lord. Well, if you have, <laughs> if you've
0: done it before, you've hidden it well.
2: Yeah, year and, year and a half podcasting. Here's my first real blunder. Um, uh, no, I, I found a really good uh, job online where someone had given them Mongol legs. I was like, that's really cool. Let's try that. Uh, so hopefully that'll work out alright, and if it doesn't I'll just tear it all off and be like, it's another Morn Ghoul. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from that I've just been doing a bit of painting for my Nighthorn and still reading that uh Tales of the Age of Sigmar book, which I've nearly finished. I'm getting through a lot of oh, the yeah. Sylvaneth stuff now. And it's it's really cool. It's like detailing um Nurgle's forces attacking Gyran, the realm of life, and you know mm-hmm. how the how the different well, uh, they say different people, but like the different kinds of trees basically respond to it. Like the dryads are all like, "Okay, we got to do this and this and this," and then it's like there's a spirit of Durthu, tree lord. is just like, "Okay, something woke me up. I'm gonna go in this line and kill everything I see <laughs> until I get to a <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty good. <laughs> nice. nice, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good bit of reading, if nothing else.
0: That's the uh, that's gonna be on the blurb for it. <laughs> it's good Cameron, good realm and ruins. It was a good. It was a good bit of reading.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's a pretty high praise.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, some some novels are like that in the Black Library. There's some you like. Mm. Yeah, that was alright That was that yeah. was good. But you know, didn't set the world on fire.
2: No. Well, yeah. You don't want to. It's it's silver They'd kill you. Well, exactly. That'd be
0: a bit wrong. <laughs> wouldn't it?
2: The fact that I'm reading in a book alone is insulting to some degree. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a bit of
2: irony in that, isn't there?
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't tell them. I don't no. think. I, to be fair, I don't think the Sylvaneth listened to this show. So you're right.
2: Yeah. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> one one star review. Alariale the Everqueen. You talked about reading books made of my children. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe that's you know when she has a she because he gets her hand chopped off, doesn't she? In mm. the law. So yeah. um, you know to um, so maybe that's where. Load of, uh, books
1: came,
2: came from, I don't know. <laughs> from that hand mm. sprouted many trees, which the Empire immediately chopped down to produce books. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but uh. yeah, no, I've not been doing much. I've been doing a bit of painting, a bit of modeling, and a bit of meat, bit of reading. Um, I also did mm-hmm. a little more painting for my death guard. I'm like, I'm trying to finish up my bloat drone, uh, cause it is a nice model. I just kind of got stalled on it and I'm getting there. So it's nearly done, which is good. Nice. Um, yeah. How about you? What have you been up to?
0: Mm. Well, I was just I was just looking at my notes here and I was thinking, oh, that's quite a big list. But then it's it, it's not as productive as it looks when, when I'm <laughs> on second thought. Um, I haven't really done much hobby stuff in the sense of building and painting because yeah. I've just been working late a lot. Uh, with my job, I've just hit a bit of a busy period with what I do. So I'm just, mm. yeah, I'm, <laughs> time is a bit of a premium at the moment. Um, but what have I been doing? I have started building my Necrons, uh, as in I started building mm. some of the Necron Warriors I got for my birthday, uh, which I think last episode I said I was going to concentrate on Necrons and Nef, um, with uh, to get a thousand points. Uh, army of each, uh, just to you know, mm-hmm. start with, um, which is very difficult because I keep looking at other stuff and thinking, yeah, I'm looking at my Necrons here, but those over there look really cool. And I'm like, No, no, Matt, don't do it stop 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 going off tangent it's (laughs) it's it's so which Uh. is so easy that this hobby It's is so frustrating it's and it's my personality like i've said before i keep picking up stuff putting it down going back to it and it's a nightmare because i don't get anything done so i'm i'm desperately trying to um Mm. stick to it so yeah i started building my necrons at the moment um i've got some lead belcher to uh base them in shortly and then like i said i think i've said before anyway i'm going to do them in a uh, this sort of bluey green alpha mm. legion type yeah, uh, yeah thing uh where i i think it's basically using uh gullum blue glaze and waywatch mm. green um yeah like i said which someone suggested over reddit so uh, mm. i liked it and i thought oh, so i'll give that a go <laughs> um so that's something i'm gonna try and do um talking to necrons i bought the codex because i thought right if i'm gonna properly start playing with them soon i should do with having the codex so that's just arrived in the last couple of days, so I haven't had a chance to properly dig mm. that out yet. Yeah. Um, uh, talking to Sylvaneth as well, because um, I can't remember if, I think this is the first recording since my birthday, because uh, if you remember, I saw, said, the last uh, one was just
2: I? before it, wasn't it? Yes, so, yeah, yeah
0: there we go. Like I said, the, for, compared to last episode i wasn't sure what my first age of sigma army was going to be if you remember mm. for anyone that's listened before i was basically my wife was going to dictate what i got um <laughs> via my birthday wish list it was either going to be sylvaneth or it was going to be Ideneth Deepkin. um mm. sylvaneth one um as in yay. i got the uh yay <laughs> um so, <laughs> so if you are listening sylvaneth of the show you know we we, st- we still like you um so i got the <laughs> i got the start collecting box and i've got a box of the tree revenants mm. uh, to start off with um saying that i did also get a box of deepkin as well so i've got hey, look because obviously i was, you know it so be it so i've got yeah i've got uh, some reavers some mm. um Namati reavers so nice at some yeah. point i'm sure i'll be doing a deepkin force as well
1: yeah. <laughs> so well right, hey, if, allies, if i don't I'll sh- why not well,
0: as oh yeah, you said that before. So yeah, I could either use them as allies, or I just paint them as just as a you know mm. just as a unit to have yeah. you know. So yeah. I don't know they'll they'll go away for another <laughs> rainy day. So that's <laughs> that. Um, book wise, I've uh, finished Fallen Angels, which was the <clears throat> excuse me the eleventh uh, Horus Heresy book. Um, mm-hmm. It was hard. I, I I knew going into it. It's hard, for, as in when I say it's hard, as in it's not the strongest of books. It's a bit mm. of a hard one to, to get through, um, involving the Dark Angels and, you know, what we've sort of said before with with uh, the Lion and Luther and, you know, what happens between them yeah. on Caliban. Yeah, it was not a good book, if I'm being honest. It wasn't, I, you know, I don't regret um, well, listening to it because I did it on Audible, so I don't regret listening <laughs> to it, but I'm like, I couldn't wait to finish it in a way to move yeah. on to the next one, which is A Thousand Suns, which is supposed <laughs> to be very good. Um, I think it didn't help that the voice actor um, was a mm. bit poor in general, ah, he just yeah. didn't really click. I mean, I, I'm not criticizing I can't remember, I don't know who, who the voice actor was, <laughs> admittedly. Um, I'm not criticizing him <laughs> in the sense I don't think the voices suited the characters, um, mm. just didn't yeah, just didn't really work. Um what else did? I, um I the other audio audiobook that I read mm. or listened to recently was the fourth of the Realmgate war books on Age of Sigma, mm. which is Hammers of Sigma. Yeah. yeah. Um Okay it was not as good as I would have hoped, to be honest. Because I think I've said before that the first Realmgate book is not bad. It's okay. It's you know, it's mm. getting you used to Stormcast, getting you used to the Corn Blood Bloodbound. Um, yeah. Then books two and three are much much better. You know, you've got Sylvaneth coming in. You have got the Maggot King of Mag Maggot King <laughs> King. Yeah. Put my teeth back in. Of the King of maggots. Uh, <laughs> the king of maggots um <laughs> you know you got these other forces in there and and cinch and things like that which makes it interesting well this one was a bit like mm-hmm. it went back to being corn bloodborne and get blood
2: bloodborne oh, bloodborne blood Blood, <laughs> <Hidataka> miyazaki <sighs> carves the mark of <laughs> <laughs> yeah i exactly. uh,
0: i'm blaming it on, that, on the heat in this room it's hot in here um yeah. so yeah it was it again it was it was okay but it wasn't i was you know a bit disappointed with it because the last two mm. have been very good so but you know i'll move on to the next one which i think is uh, to do with Archaon which will be hopefully Ooh, yeah. much better. So I'm mm, looking forward to that. Yeah. That'll be the next one. Um, I'm in the middle of reading um, Red uh, Tith, I think that's how you pronounce it, which is Love a it. 40k novel based around the uh, Car- Carcadon. No, was it Car- Caradons. Caradons? Yeah. yeah. Um, against Sharks. the night. Yeah, Space Sharks, basically, <laughs> where they, they're basically fighting the Night Lords. Um, over mm-hmm. a, a prison penal colony sort of thing. Okay. So I've, I'm about about a third of the way through it, and if I'm basing it purely on this first third that I've read, it's one of the best books I've I've read in a good while so far. Oh, wow. It's really really good. Okay, um, just it just it, the the author has just made it really easy to get stuck into you know mm. and again it's not making mm. it sound like it's really simple or anything it's just the the just the way you just get straight into the action you you yeah. can sort of completely get the characters uh, you know just the way that especially the night lords are represented and how grim mm. they are as well yeah. um so yeah so far it's been a really good book so um yeah hopefully it'll be good for the rest of it um i've got the devastation of Baal um mm-hmm. to listen to next Well, i've listened to the first chapter um, but mm. I've got big expectations for this book because it's <laughs> supposed to be one of the better ones in recent times. Mm. Uh, what else? Um, gaming-wise, as in video gaming-wise, yeah, so I've got yeah. a few warmer games because um, there was a Steam sale recently. <laughs> so I bought um, Adeptus Titanicus Dominus, which is a early access game obviously based around uh imperial knights and titans um Mm -hmm. obviously to tie in with the um adeptus titanicus uh board game that's going to come out uh later this year uh so far it's okay i've not played too much of it again because of time but um graphically it it looked a bit poor when you look at the screenshots but it's not as bad when you actually play it um it's a turn-based strategy game like a lot of them as you as you would imagine Mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah so you know it's it's a good way of able to play as knights <laughs> you know, which is never a bad thing, it's a cheaper way of playing as yeah. knights as well because oh, yeah. I picked it up for about £5 On you oh, know, yeah, so it's you um, yeah, exactly, um, also in the sale I bought uh, two other um, PC games which is Horus Heresy Battle of Talon which is mm-hmm. like a hex based strategy game um, okay. I don't okay. have much high, high hopes for it to be honest, no. it doesn't look like it's going to be that my sort of thing but um, on a personal level but um it was 89p so i'm not going to i'm not going to complain <laughs> well, for that yeah there we go <laughs> so we'll we'll see um and i also bought betray um betrayal of carth uh, as well the video game mm-hmm. which is a, mm-hmm. which i was originally staying away from because it was i thought it was a vr only game um okay. because i don't have any vr gear so i thought i'll stay mm-hmm. away from it but it's actually vr optional you can play oh, it okay. you know normally on pc yeah, yeah. again it's an early access sort of alpha uh, level sort of game against mm-hmm. a game where you play either Ultramans or World, uh, yeah. World Bearers. Um, again, it looks good, um, but yeah. I, again, I've not played enough of it. But I've got them there ready to play at a later time. Um, the sort of the biggest uh, Warhammer video game I got was Deathwing. Um, which is uh, the yeah. one, that Space Hulk: Deathwing, which has just been mm. released on the uh, PS4. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been on the PC for a while. I think on the last episode, I said I was about to get it, um, yeah. and I said I've got it, and so far, so good. Actually, I mean, again, I've only played a few missions on it, but mm. um, yeah, really good so far. Uh, First person shooter, as such, yeah, um, yeah. sort of. It's, it's very similar to Vermintide. If anyone's played mm. that, it's yeah. uh, where you've you in this, you've got some computer controlled. Deathwing Terminators with you. I think you're in it so far in a squad of three. You know, you've got um, an apothecary. Well, well, you can have an apothecary. You're a librarian, uh, Terminator as well. So you've got, um, psychic uh, powers as well as obviously Mm -hmm. things like storm bolters and force swords and things like that. And yeah, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit buggy. If I'm being honest, there's a bit, there's, (laughs) there's a few times where. Tyranids have sort of just jumped through me and not hit me, and have just (laughs) (laughs) come out of literally nowhere. But um, I'm sure they're going to patch a few of it. It's still, I said, yeah, yeah, it's only just come out. So yeah, so far so good on that. Um, What else? I've as of yesterday, I bought the Imperial Knights Codex um, because we've been talking about knights. Well, I say we, Mm. us on the on the realm and Discord we've been quite <laughs> night heavy recently <laughs> people are really mm. getting into them yeah um, which we'll cover in the in the news uh, shortly but yeah I, um i haven't had a chance to read it yet because like i said i only just picked it up yesterday but yeah it's looking really good so mm. uh and hopefully <laughs> we'll do a future episode on it as well which i think would be yeah. really cool Definitely. um what else? i while i was there i bought some of the gw clippers the because mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. wanted to see what they were like because the clippers i use a some ones I got off Amazon and I asked some some advice from people online or on our Discord, I should say. Um, so yeah, I've taken a punt on those. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, again, I haven't had a chance to use them but I've heard good things. Uh, do, you, do you use them or do you, have you got your own
2: um clippers? Yeah, I've got like some cheap like $3 clippers I got at a hardware store, I think. <laughs> they work really well um, for the fact that they're like 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and that's the thing, it's, it's not I suppose the only reason I wanted these is that the ones I got are very good at what they do, but they're a bit, I know, stubby and chunky in the actual mm. blade. So it, sometimes when I'm trying to get into the sprue, especially like with the, the neck yeah, I've got, yeah. I'm really struggling to get it in there and I'm risking cutting mm. into the actual main part of it. So yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, with yeah. that, with that, what you can do is you can cut the actual like sprue around the connection point to separate that Yeah. it's, like, it's difficult to do, but you can do extra work to mm. get around like nubby clippers. Uh. Yeah,
0: I, I and that's what I've done before. I suppose I just want I just wanted a bit more of a complete kit, really. So I've got mm. that. You know, yeah. You know, if it's if it's a big bulky job, I can just use the ones I've currently got. But if there's some sort of ones where I think you mm. know what, I don't want to risk trying to use the uh, the stubby ones. I'll I'll use these. Uh, the the GW ones instead, so yeah, I'll uh, see what they're like. Um, yeah, excellent. And I think that's been it, really. Yeah, it's just been. Yeah. As I said I've got a lot more to paint, a lot more to play, and doesn't seem I have much time. <laughs> 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 yeah, it seems to summarise life at uh, the moment, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: No, just just wait another four or five months, or however long it is, and then you'll have no time at all. Well, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, baby's only a few months away now, so that's that's mm. quite a scary prospect. I mean, well, this this the show will still carry on. I'm, I'm still, oh, yeah, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, this, I'm going to make sure this does, you know doesn't get affected by that. But yeah, it's going we'll to just... severely reduce my other time.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll just cut your hobby section down to I listen to this one book. Yes. <laughs> Whilst rocking the baby to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But, oh,
0: wow. uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's, um, that's been hobby stuff, really. Um, mm. I suppose actually one last thing, which is sort of hobby related. Um, we did a vote, um, on our Twitter, uh, just over the last sort of day or so, uh, mm. sort of where, highlighting um what i was saying earlier about jumping from one army to the other and going oh i want to get these (laughs) no, i want to start these Uh, i just was interested what other people do and yeah it was definitely in the favor of jumping so the two options were no focus on one army at a time or no i just constantly jump between all and struggle to get stuff done and yeah Mm. it was 75 percent in the favor of jumping (laughs) from one army to another so i don't feel so bad now that i can't seem to well I still I struggle to stay on on one army but that's G, that's GW's fault there's so many damn yeah, good yeah. models out there and I know I don't know about you but what I tend to do is I when I've got when I have got a bit of spare time or I'm not reading something for this show I'll read something just, you know, something mm. like, you know, like recently I've just been, oh, I'm going to read up about the Grey Knights. So, I mean, I know about the Grey Knights, but I think I'll, I'll read a bit more. You know, I'll read more of their codex and things like that. And then in my head, yeah. I'm like, I want to collect Grey Knights now. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> no. But, you know. You must resist. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the problem. I, I'd uh. be, I'd be useless if, if, you know, given in to, to chaos I would be oh, there yeah, straight yeah. away I'd be mm. corrupted you know like I said my, my will is not strong <laughs> I mean but, um, yeah <laughs> yeah so um, yeah that's I think that's been the hobby stuff for this episode excellent um, excellent so I'm. I think we'll uh, we'll get a break going now. Just have a mm-hmm. have a drink because it's damn hot in here. I'm going to take my t-shirt <laughs> off, which everyone wanted to hear because
1: it's.
0: <laughs> I'm sweating in here as we're recording. Uh, just what yeah, you I wanted was... to know, and <laughs> and I mean, when we come. Sorry, Carol.
2: I wasn't going to tell anyone, but between the months of let's say November and March, I am never wearing a shirt while podcasting. So just. <laughs> I thought it wasn't necessary to say, but apparently we're revealing all now. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) when when we do our t-shirt range, we'll we'll just do one that's based on your torso. So you know, like these t-shirts make someone look naked. It would just be be that.
1: You can Uh, look like Cameron (laughs) uh, in November. Can we we at
2: least go back a few years when I had less chest hair, so it looked like I had a Batman logo on my chest? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh. oh all right <laughs> uh
0: on that we'll uh we'll definitely take a break <laughs> and
1: when we oh. come back
0: we'll talk about the news and welcome back and it's news time um hooray we need a we need a little fanfare there yeah um, um.
2: Breaking news, Games Workshop has devised a way to suck money directly from your bank account to a large vault beneath their capital in Nottingham.
1: We knew that already. People are like, no, that's old news.
2: Yeah, but they've tuned it up so it's an extra 1.3% more efficient. Ah,
0: Nice. So, so not enough that we won't notice. Basically, no, it was just that, like, no. just <laughs> skimming the top off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> News. What's been going on? Uh, right. Well, let's start with the big one. Oh my god. Um, yes. <laughs> this uh, was uh, Cameron... this was the war. <laughs> this was Sorry, the Warhammer
2: community. This was the Warhammer community post that just didn't end. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think when so- we <laughs> were
0: messaging about this, I was at work and I'm tr- I was busy trying to do my work whilst messaging you at the same time. You were having a heart attack, I think, yeah. at, the t- at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much just of my stuff. Um, uh. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was pretty groundbreaking. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're yeah. alluding to what um, Cameron mentioned earlier about the 16th, where as of yeah. the 16th, you can pre-order the new Age of Sigmar, Soul Wars, they've given it a name, um, oh, oh which is a really cool name. But, mm. um, well, to go, well, Cameron, do you want to, as you feel very passionately about this,
2: <laughs> what so, to
0: tell us about Soul Wars?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies, gentlemen, others, as you all know, I love ghosts. Because I love <laughs> ghosts, I feel it is my duty to inform the community that Nagash, the rightful lord of all that lives and dies, has been wronged. <laughs> He has been wronged! Everyone steals from him. and Nagash the sits there, and all he, all he asks as lord of all that dies, is that everything that dies goes to him. And then Sigmar goes, <laughs> and he takes the brightest souls, and he says, no, no, these are for the Sigmarites. We will send them down from Azir and turn them into Stormcast Eternals, and Marathi and Malarian and Tyrion and Teclis and go, no, no, these are the elf souls, they belong to our people. We will f- turn them into terrible <laughs> monsters, apparently, according to the Daughters of Cain and I in their deepkin battle tones. Um... and then the deepkin going no no these are the souls of everyone we need to eat these Um,
0: (laughs) yeah we're gonna die otherwise we need them (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, we need them if we die Nagash will take us so of course we need to eat these souls to live longer Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Nagash is honestly a bit tired of all of this and I really don't blame him to be honest like he, he is a narcissistic megalomaniac hell bent on killing everything that has ever existed and turning the realms to a perfect sterile clockwise clockwork realm of his own devising but he is technically in the right
0: <laughs> yeah it's, I, th- I think it's fair he, you know hes he, mm. he needs those souls that's what he's, that's his job. You know, yeah. he's thinking, hang on, why, why you, <laughs> is everyone taking these off me? I imagine yeah. he's a bit, he, he's got the, I've got this sort of image where he's a bit like Skeletor in He-Man. You know, he's got that voice he's there that's like, sort of plotting with, with, um, um, Arkham the Black, who looks a bit like Beastman. It, you know, Sigma has like,
2: done it again, Arkan. Yeah. He's
0: stolen my souls. <laughs> yeah, stop taking my souls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Nagash sounds like. <laughs> Disclaimer Nagash oh does not oh. sound like Skeletor. <laughs>
2: yeah, um. Uh, so yeah, so this this second edition of Age of Sigma, the first edition had a giant focus on chaos because the mm-hmm. idea was this was the beginning of the Age of Sigma of Sigma pushing back and taking back the realms from the forces of cha- forces of chaos. I ran out of breath at the end there. Good lord! Yeah, I know. you're um, so excited.
1: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
2: um, this is this is Nagash's time. Um, he has performed what we would. What we actually already heard a little bit of in the Ideneth and Daughter of Cain battle tomes, he has performed a spell known as the Necroquake, mm-hmm. um, which he has essentially turned the realm of Shaish inside out. If I'm reading into this correctly, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that's what I've heard on the
2: grapevine. Yeah, yeah, and um, and in and in doing so has caused the dead to rise across all of the realms. Um, because it's like, okay, no, enough of this all of these are mine. If you're not going to deal with this, I'm going to make you have to deal with this. <laughs> Flip it over, explode this realm, whatever, whatever we need to do to get all that necrotic energy out there and just raise every single corpse in existence. Um.
0: He's done this before though, isn't he? Cause he did the, was it the, is mm. the grand, no great ritual, grand ritual. Yeah. He did something. Grand ritual. Didn't no. he?
2: he He did this in the old world. I'm pretty sure mm. as well.
0: Where he wanted to basically resurrect every dead mm. body ever. So he's sort of doing it again. He's like, right. He's, but he's just got yeah. a, you know, Aegis Sigmar button instead. Yeah. So in you know, I'll make it sound cooler. It'll be the <laughs> Necroquake. <laughs> yeah.
2: And look, you know what? It's a decent plan. So of course he's trying it again. Also, he can't remember anything from the world that was. It's not his fault. This is just the best mm-hmm. idea he has. But the Skaven keep messing this up for him. You know, the first time round, it was like, oh, we burrowed into the cells below, below Nagashazar or whatever his place in the old world was, and we unleashed this barbarian <laughs> king and gave him a warp stone, so- warp stone sword to kill you. And it's like, no, no, that wasn't us, the Skaven, no. And now it's like, cool, I'm ready to do Necroquake. I've got my Pyramid of Black Realm Stone inverted, ready yep. to puncture the realm of Shaiish. And then he's like, wait, there's something wrong. He looks at the bottom of the pyramid, and there's just Skaven mining it. <laughs> They're like... <laughs> Tick, 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 Damn, Skaven! <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, but anyway, th- this is free information that you can get in this month's White Dwarf, which includes the first chapter of Soul Wars. It Not to is, be confused yeah, with I've Soul thought... Wars the box, but yeah. yes,
0: Soul Wars the <laughs> novel by Josh Reynolds. I've pre-ordered mm. mine as of yesterday. I've...
2: I can't Not wait, yet, but I'm going to because he does really good stuff with Nagash. He's done oh, he does. all the previous Nagash stuff. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> um. But anyway, that's not technically what we're talking about. We're talking about a Soul Wars boxed game, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, which, which heralds the coming of Age of Sigma second edition. It is. It's a very good box. Um, you mentioned I was, you mentioned I was having a heart attack. It's because this Warhammer community post went on for like 15,000 words, it (laughs) felt like. It was, it was a full, it was a full dissertation. Um, (laughs) and I was like, I "I think I'm having a panic attack, but in a good way, there's too much good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's insane what you get in this box but especially well, i mean we yeah. don't know exactly how much it's going to cost because they've not as of this episode mm. recording we've not yeah. we don't, haven't been told the price yeah. um we're guessing it's going to be around dark the same Imperium as the other so, yeah, yeah so over here that'll be 95 pounds and to you know, be about
2: 220 ish dollars <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah honestly it's still pretty good price for everything you get yeah. at it um i i just hope it's it is dark Imperium price unless like, Blight Wars price, because the Blight Wars mm. box is like 260, 270 over here, and I feel that's a tad much for that, for what that box was, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but, oh my god, so, <laughs> it's just, there's so many Slowly things. Slowly um, get those
0: words out, don't worry, calm down, Cameron. Yeah. So, first off, we,
2: first off, we have 21 Stormcast Eternal Sacrosanct Chamber models. Mm-hmm. We have two units of four Equitors. Um, this is interesting because this implies that we might be going from units coming this, this sort of set, you get a five, then a five on top, then a five on top. And we might actually be going to a points per model system for match play, which would be cool. Yeah. Uh, the, otherwise yep. it's sequitors come in units of four, which is really, really weird. Yeah. Um, it's
0: a random number, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, what is it? I think it's four or five castigators, which are the new sort of crossbow, Stormcast yep. guys there is the Celestia mm-hmm. Ballistae, which is yep. really really cool. Um yep. most of these have had their rules previewed as well I think everyone except the Castigators and the Lord Encantor. Um anyway, uh there's a Lord Encantor on Griff Charger who is really cool. Um mm-hmm. there are three I'm going to call them Evocadors? I think yeah. they are the, uh, well, the
0: Avocators? Well, a- avocators?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Evocadores, I don't know
2: avocators who knows. Um, co- <laughs> yeah, uh, those caused a stir in the community when a lot of people misread their ability in the previewed war scroll and thought that after they fight in close combat, you roll two dice for every model in the enemy unit they're fighting and on a four up, they take a model wound. No, 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 no. It's two <laughs> dice for every evocador
1: <laughs> and on a four up, yeah. the
2: enemy unit takes a model wound. Yeah. Like, That's very harsh. <laughs> they, they get to fight and then they kill my entire my entire unit of 80 grots because of course <laughs> <laughs> i was just no 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 that's silly um <laughs> uh they're interesting because they're a wizard so they can actually yep. power up uh, other stormcast units with their one spell and they have an unbind which is really cool yep uh and then there's the knight invocator or something like Encanter. that incantor uh, incantor knight incantor mm-hmm. and lord incantor or something like that i, I forget the exact yeah. It's
0: sorry, I got them here. That yeah. So it's the 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 sort of main general type is the mm. Lord Arcanum. Arcanum. So yeah, a, that was it. Yeah, that's yeah. the wa- warrior wizard on a on a griff charger basically. Yeah, and then it's a knight encounter, which is like the stormcaller. Yeah, uh, yeah. wizard type.
2: It's, she's really cool. She's a good wizard, and once per yeah. game she can blow up. Um, yep. <laughs> which I like. Awesome. Uh, yeah, they look really cool. And then there's the Night Um first off you get two units of <laughs> ten chain rasps, which are your basic horde infantry. Yep. Uh they're actually they're actually really interesting. They are the first death units to be bravery six, not ten, pretty much.
0: They're the ex criminals, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they're they're all ex criminals who have like their souls are tormented for their crimes. And Nagash is like, Yes, I'm a just god. I'm reading out justice. <laughs> Why do people hate me? Um <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I called it, because they're ethereal, but they only have a 5-up save instead of a 4-up, because uh, they are yep. really basic horde infantry. But they also have two attacks each, both hitting and wounding on 4s, and if there's 10 or more models, they get to re-roll wound rolls of 1, I believe it is. Um, so they're actually pretty good. Uh, and if you get the unit champion, they go up to bravery 10, which is great. So... They're interesting, because if you don't have the champion, they are really susceptible to Battleshock, but then you just stick the champion in there, it's like, oh, they're like any other Nighthorn unit. Yeah. So, it, it's it's an interesting idea for a Horde unit, I feel. Like, it's like, these are really vulnerable to Battleshock, if you can take out that one guy, um, and then everyone uses the selector model abilities, like Marathi's Gaze or something, but... <coughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. There is the um the Guardian of Souls, who is the first proper Night Haunt Wizard. Uh yep. seems really cool. He has a nine inch bubble of plus one to wound. Uh for models, not units as well, which is important. That seems to maybe be the way they're going forward because the Knight of Shrouds also works like that. Uh which is really cool. Uh we have a Knight of Shrouds on Mount. Seems cool. Yep. Uh Ethereal there- speed. Yep, yep. There is a spirit torment. Uh, which is the one that can lock away Stormcast Eternal souls and things like that. Yep, Just, so it's cool. <laughs> We've seen that preview a do. while back. Yep. Uh, there is the Lord Executioner, or I think that's what it's called. Um, but yeah,
0: this, he's this, an amazing model.
2: He looks great. It's an interesting unit choice because, like, they're like he's a character assassin. He's not that great at assassinating characters, though. Um, he's good at fighting them. Because at the start of the combat phase he can choose an enemy character close by to be at minus one to hit for the whole phase, which is great. Uh but he's only got three attacks, hitting and wounding on threes and doing one damage, unless he gets yeah, a six not... plus to wound, in which case they become yeah. three damage. Like Yeah, he
0: doesn't come across as a character killer, does he, really?
2: Uh I I like if you stick him near the Guardian of Souls. He definitely is, because then he's doing three damage on a five plus to wound, which is much better. Mm, okay. That's yeah. definitely a chances. But like, he needs support to be a proper character killer. And I think between him and the can wraith, it'll come down to is he more or less expensive than the can wraith? And I think he'll probably end up being a little less. Cause right. Because the, yep. the can wraith can deal out mortal wounds, like a flat two for every six to hit, which is great and it's really good for character (laughs) killing. Um, whereas this guy has to hit and then wound on a six plus to get his extra damage and they're not mortal wounds. So it, it might roll out that the, um, that the can Wraith is a better character hunter and this guy's more like better support for a unit. So you get him fighting along the chain rasp and say that hero can't fight the chain rasps properly. And I'm just going to hopefully hope for those three, three damage hits and then try and take out a unit by myself or something like that. Yeah. Um, and there's... Da, 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 da. There's the not can race. There's the ones that look like can race that... Um,
0: you got the... Um, Grimgast, Grimga- Grimgast. Grimgast Reapers. Reapers. Yep. Yeah.
2: Who are the blinded can-wraiths, basically. They seem cool. We haven't seen exactly what they do. Um, And there's also the glaive-wraith stalkers, who are the, the horse-headed, spear-wielding guys who seem pretty
0: cool. <laughs> I love these. It's <laughs> yeah. really cool, because I... It says here in the in white dwarf that they um, point their blades towards the heart of their tro- chosen prey and mm. are bound to slowly but pursue them. It's just great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just like like, like <laughs> you <laughs> can just imagine this creeping along, you know, like just grinding it down, just yeah, stalking there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Lush.
2: Like we don't know exactly their rules, but I really hope they're one of those units that has a at the start of the game nominate an enemy character and they get like bonuses to charging that character or something like that. That would be cool. Yep. Um and then so that's the models. And then you get <laughs> a little mini campaign book for called The Battle for Glimsforge, I believe. Which sort of sets up what's going on at the start of the Souls War because this box like represents the beginning. Like the Sacrosanct yeah, game has right, just yeah. been unleashed, the Nighthorns have just begun rising, and that sort of walks you through the like I think it's a couple of narrative battles to sort of sort that out and get yourself get yourself immersed in the game. Uh, there's the excerpt from Josh Reynolds' upcoming Soul Wars, which is really cool as well. We get yep. a bit of a novel, which is awesome. Um, there's one other little booklet. I don't remember what it is. Um,
0: I thought you were talking about the core rule book then.
2: No, no, no. That's not a little booklet. <laughs> just uh, being sarcastic. No. There's no. just this
0: little 320-page book in there.
2: <laughs> no, there, I know there's three little booklets. Yeah, books. no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I just forget what the last one is. Um. And yeah, then there's the 320-page hardback core rulebook <laughs> oh with, the, boy. with the awesome art of the female liberator on front as well. Can I just say, awesome to have a badass-looking female character on the front of she looks the amazing. book yep. as well, which I'm pretty sure is a first for either 40k or fantasy slash Age of Sigma for the core rules.
0: Yeah, I'd and say so. Yeah,
2: yeah. It looks great. It, it looks like a really good book. And it's 320 pages. And they're like, there's like 12 pages of rules. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) 200 pages of lore (laughs) It's crazy. Uh,
2: And maps and everything like, oh, there's a little teaser of that stuff. Um, If you get this month's White Dwarf again, there's a poster with the Soul Wars art. And on the back, it Mm -hmm. has a couple of maps and a bunch of really interesting stuff. It's like they're talking about how the realms aren't technically infinite. But if you try to walk from the center where everyone lives to the edge of one, you're not going to make it. You know, if you're in Akshi, you'll just burn up. If you're in Gairan, <laughs> you will find an impenetrable jungle that does weird things, such as making you perpetually give birth, become a tree, or something even weirder. I'm like, what? Okay, let's <laughs> never go anywhere in Gairan, I guess. Just stay where it's It's age of
0: Sigmar logic. That's always the yeah. answer for a lot of things. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, it makes sense, like, the closer you get to the edge, the more, like, pure the essence of that realm becomes, so the weirder and weirder nonsense starts happening. Um, Yeah. Apparently, apparently, the skirmish rules are going to take place out there on the edge, which seems really cool. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to that. And just, like, and then, you know, you get your dice and your ruler and everything that you normally get in a starter box, but it's just such a... Oh my god, it's a beautiful box. Um, they did it. It really is. It's, I
0: love the artwork mm. on it. It just yeah. looks. It looks. I know this sounds a bit odd saying this, but it looks quality. Mm. Like when you look mm. at the first Age of Sigma box, you're like, "Oh, that looks cool." You know, loads of stormcast fighting lots of corn. Um, but this one just looks different. <laughs> it's like that. You know, it looks more. I don't know, adult is that if that's a term? I know it's yeah. only. You know, it I don't. Looks, it's not. Impro- it's, yeah, it's I don't less know.
2: Less bright colors, more like yeah. a little grim, dark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> grim and dark. But
0: like I said, it, it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong universe. Um, mm. it, it, it <laughs> but no, it's just, it just looks just such better artwork. Like you said, the, mm. the female storm cast on the front looks amazing, which we saw when, you know when we mm. saw her on um at warhammer fest um yeah, yeah. and also the even the the one the front cover of uh, the general's handbook 2018 looks mm. really really good as well because that'll be i'm assuming that's date is that the same day it's coming out i presume it is
2: yeah yep yeah. so we will continue with this the same day you can order and the same day june 30th you will be able to get general's handbook 2018 looks really good um they've mm-hmm. confirmed that all the allegiances from the last general's handbook will be carried over. Yep. Um, people, are, people have been like, Oh, my, my little sub faction didn't get an allegiance ability in the new general's handbook. Does that mean we're a dead faction? And I feel like New Games Workshop would be more forward about that and be like, okay, listen, these guys still exist, but we're realistically not going to give them any support for the future. So if you're not on that list, it might mean you're closer to getting a battle tome, to be honest um
0: yeah it'll go i think it goes one way or the other like you said it's either that mm, or they could just think about phasing some of them out that's the problem
2: yeah i i feel like new games workshop would be be a bit better about that and at least be forward and honest with it but we'll see in the future Mm. i guess maybe they don't know Uh, maybe they're sort of just deciding
0: as they go really
2: Mm. but it looks like it'll be a great general's handbook very handy to have so that's good yep Uh, It'll have all the new summoning rules and stuff as well, and (laughs) probably have an expanded armies list for uh, Legions of Nagash so they can take the new Nighthaunt stuff as part of the core book. Yeah, that sounds Um, about right. Yep. There is also coming Malign Sorceries, a series of 13 push-fit spells and an 80-page expansion book, including all the endless spells and all the magical items for each of the realms and all of the laws of magic for each of the realms, because you can pick which realm you're playing in or which realm your army comes from to get different mm-hmm. bonuses. Um, that looks like it's going to be incredible. Uh Rumors are putting it at 40 to 50 pounds. Um yeah. So about about a 100 to 120 bucks here, which it looks pretty worth it, to be honest, because it's a lot of really cool-looking models, and it seems like a really... It's an optional expansion, technically. Like you don't have to use these rules, but it seems like something you want to. Because endless spells seem awesome. If nothing else, just the <laughs> giant, the giant teeth one. No, no,
0: no, no, no. I was looking through, and I was thinking, right, which oh. one's my favourite? I've, I've seen mm. the. I like the one where this is, which is a load of swords sort of flying mm. through the air. Yeah, that's. Um, cool. There's like a creepy sort of hypnotic mirror one which Mm. looks a bit weird. That's that's going to be
2: interesting because that's the one where you cast one and put it down near you, then put the other one up to 18 inches away. And mm. then you can cast from the second one if you're close enough to the first one.
0: Oh, okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah, Yeah, And
2: I I think if another endless spell ends its move within six inches of it, it's sucked into the mirror and gets spat out the other one. Or
0: something like that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I think yeah. it's a really cool looking expansion. Again, the artwork mm. looks amazing on it. I think, like I said, in the set you get, the, like I said, you get the third, the is it thir- yeah, thirteen spells, spells, uh, but it's more yeah, than thirteen
2: you, models because a few of them yes, have multiple that's, models.
0: That's mm. right. Um, you get like a hardback <coughs> book as well, which sort of basically tells you mm. about the Necroquake. Um, I think you get a painting guide as well on there as yeah, well. So it's yeah, yeah like, it sounds quite like, a good little a, expansion.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a little codex for magic, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the best way of looking at <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Um and on top of that, there are also four easy to build kits coming the same time. Mm. Uh, two Stormcast, two Nighthaunt. I lost my mind over the sequitur easy to build kit because, oh my god. Um, <laughs>
0: you're, you're looking at the female one, aren't you? Especially. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the female amazing.
2: sequitur. She has a helmet off, but there is an option to have a helmet on as well, which is cool. And she's just casually leaning on her shield and she looks incredible. Yes. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to take that push fit kit. I'm going to take the other two sequiturs, put one in each of the other units to get units of five because that feels better and then she's going to be like <laughs> by herself as a display piece or like i'm going to find a way to make her a general somehow be like she this looks is my- awesome oh she looks so good it's incredible she remi- um, she, i
0: presume i presume it's to echo the the female storm cast on the artwork yeah. of the rule um, book i presume have,
2: they have a similar haircut but hmm. yeah yeah she just looks so good it's ridiculous um hmm. <laughs> like just gorgeous models that look amazing. This is like an easy to build kit as well, which is nuts for how good they look. Um <laughs> These are these are the ones that everyone thought were going to be Shadespire kits because they have really nice scenic bases. Yes. Yeah, there might be Shadespire kits later. Like I would love to see that as a Shadespire warband, mm, but wouldn't surprise me. for now yeah. for now they're just expansion kits. Um there is a Castigators one with three Castigators and a Griffhound. So yep. get some more archers, and you get a griffhound. Which um, there's there's a Soul Wars battle report in here that they used expanded armies from the box for in this month's White Dwarf, and I'm pretty sure the griffhound actually won the game. Um, uh, in that, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. So that's look, he's never to be looked down on. Um,
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, all.
2: And then on the Nighthorn sh- side, there's the Miramorn Banshees, which are the like veiled Banshees that we saw at Warhammer Fest. Apparently their, their role is they just unbind spells like all the time. They eat magic and kill wizards and that's really cool. Um, so they're very different to like tomb Banshees. Mm. And then there's a easy to build kit of glaive raid stalkers, which includes Dude with the drum. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've <laughs> got him in front of me. He just looks really cool, actually.
2: <laughs> I know he looks so sweet. And like, it's
0: like, it's like he's forgotten his um, weapon, and he's like, I got a drum. Mm,
2: <laughs> well, a- apparently, according to like the info on them in the white dwarf, you can build him with a normal weapon or with the drum. So, like, if you don't, oh, want it's got to be the drum. Yeah, yeah it's got to be the drum. I'm going to build him with the drum every time. Are you kidding me? Oh, he's got a special
0: (laughs) name as well. Deathbeat drummer.
2: Mm. They they missed a chance to call him a deadbeat drum, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a bit harsh.
2: Yeah, I guess. Uh, But those will look fantastic. Now, the really bad thing about this is we know know that on the 16th, when we go to pre-order this, they'll go, Oh, and by the way, next week, come in and pre-order... These are the 15 things because. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm scared of. There's like the black coach, the, the sword raids, the sword raids on horses that we haven't seen for Nighthaunt. There is the, uh, there's the Lord on the new celestial beast on foot that we haven't seen. In the Soul Wars narrative trailer, there is a Lord Arcanum on like a giant winged chimera thing. That looks insane, and I want to see that model, please. <laughs> and it's like front <laughs> yes, and center. Please. Um, there is still the three named characters for Nighthawk to come out the Undying, uh, what is it? Not the Undying King, the King of Something, um, on his Spectral Throne, and then the Mortark of Grief, and one more special named character to come out. Like the Nighthawk Battle Tome, presumably the new Stormcast Battle Tome. And like, are they just going to drop all of that next week? We're going like we finished. I can, see, I can Soul see them Wars. doing it. Yeah. I, <laughs> and then, like, two it, hours later, I'm like, oh no, more things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think they will, to be honest. I, I can mm. see it happening because, like you said, the Stormcast Eternal Battle Tome is now, or well, the current one, is now on last to, last chance to buy. Mm, so, because yeah. they, I, I don't, did they actually say they were going to do a new one? Is, they, well, they've just slipped it in because I know they were going to do an, a well, Nighthaunt one. But, well, but I think. They,
2: I, they have to have the sacrosanct chamber models somewhere, and it would be really yeah. weird for them not to be in a battle tome. So, like, yeah. I'm assuming that'll be Age of Sigma second edition. This is the Stormcast battle tome. This is what we mm. get until a major expansion slash the next edition for Stormcast. Mm. Like, it makes the front and center it- poster child. So.
0: Yeah. Well, well, this will be the. the- <laughs> Third one because they've got they had an yeah. original one, then they had the the the, the what's the, Ex- oh, what the the name? Vanguard Extreme... chamber Extramus? yeah, no, it's because yeah, that one cause, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, got- so, and then obviously you've got the current one with the sort of lighter, sort of blue colored mm-hmm. um cover to it, so yeah, so this will be the well, the fourth one, but it'll be the the main, th- the third main one, I think, for Stormcast, yeah, yeah. just
2: like. Mm. Uh, they get they're getting all their updates but like yeah we it's need, so frustrating we a I, I, rule somewhere <laughs> yeah.
0: well no it makes sense I, it's just frustrating for me because i bought the current mm. one not long ago because yeah. i thought all right you know I'll do with it from whenever we cover stormcast yeah and so now that we that'll be, that'll be shelved <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like, oh, okay I mean, fine don't need it anymore but well, it's, it's nice good to, to have, have one. for
2: like yeah for like old lore and old art and stuff it's good so good. Yeah, remember
0: those old Stormcasts? I like, Hang on, I didn't even get around to reading the new one. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, it, it,
0: I, like you said, I think I think they'll drop it all. I think it all mm. it would make sense because let's be honest, day one, well, day one, i.e., the thirtieth of June, <laughs> you want to be buying Soul Wars. You are going to be wanting to buy yeah. one of those two battle tomes, depending on which yeah. way you want to get all both if you really want to. Mm. And obviously, yeah. the things like the General Handbook. So it'd be it would be weird if you could, you know, if you could buy. The General's Handbook, Soul Wars, the Nighthorn Battle Tome, but then not the Stormcast, the Stormcast one as well. One, It'd be a bit yeah. weird, you know. So now yeah. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think yeah, it'll be yeah, or, it'll be dropped in sort of the next week yeah, or yeah. so. Or it's either that or be
2: like, yeah, it's either like that or be like, there's a week of Stormcast then a week of Nighthorn, then a week of Stormcast then a week of mm. Nighthorn, and then that's the Age of Sigma releases for like two months. Yeah, they what could, else stagger, could they do.
1: <laughs> they did
0: it with the um, with the Ideneth Deepkin, didn't they? They staggered mm. the releases over a they few weeks. They staggered them
2: over so. like a month, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, so yeah, maybe. I, I <laughs> suppose, to, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will see.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, so I mean, I, well, we, we were talking about obviously cover it when we <laughs> how are we going to cover this when we uh oh. when it comes out so so i know we're sort of slightly going off topic here but yeah mm. so the general plan is obviously we've got this episode we're doing now and then it it's due to be done in what two more yeah, two episodes time so i yeah. think the plan is for us um is next episode we'll do um a 40k main and a mm. age of Sigmar discussion topic because if you haven't noticed what we're trying to do is alternate you know, every episode sort of between the main and the discussion topic. Mm, um yeah. But for balance, this one obviously is a 40k <laughs> main with a Age Sigma discussion. Next episode mm. will probably be the same format, and then the one after we're going to do a mega, <laughs> probably a double oh, episode. Yeah, um, that yeah. focuses purely on going through um, the Age Sigma book. You know, the the core book because we're going to mm. have so much to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to be on um energy drinks and coffee <laughs> oh god i'm going to be gonna so be so
2: dead by the end of that week i know it's just like as as my schedule goes that's like my busiest week in months as well so like, floor, oh, god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah that's that's uh yeah about a month away now so we, we're looking forward to it so we'll be so we'll be cover. so when it's out on the 30th we'll be covering it the weekend after give us a chance yeah. to actually read it and Please. absorb it all yes we're not delivering it on that weekend
2: that's not i gonna, mean that's not going to happen we could like we could do like a live stream read through, just not show any of <laughs> the pages. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs>
0: you need to tag someone in. I'll, I'll get my like my wife or get your cat involved. Like, hey, can you read for me? I'm about to fall asleep now. <laughs> it's oh, so much to cover. <laughs> it's been twelve hours.
2: We're only halfway through this
1: book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah, exactly. laughs> oh man! Ooh. But yeah, it's a uh, amazing yeah. release so far. Yeah. Well.
0: What yeah. we've seen. I mean, and like I said you've got other bits like, like we've covered before. You've got the new technical paints, you've got the yeah. uh, wound trackers, command status yep. Yep. dice, yep. scenery yep. effect dice, oh uh, combat gore, um, gauge, um, yeah. shattered yeah. dominion objectives. Yeah, <laughs> full on Age <laughs> Sigma. So much. I know. So much. It's ridiculous. But we'll, um, exactly. We'll go into even more depth in, like I said, in about a month's time from this recording. Mm-hmm. So, oh, right. I think that'll be <laughs> that'll be it for yeah, Age of yeah. Sigma. Um, well, talking about in other well, big
2: news, go for it. Yeah,
1: yeah, going to leave you in. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you very much. Um, so yeah, the as of this recording, uh, yesterday uh, nights came out. Imperial um, yeah. nights in forty k. Yeah. Hooray! Um, <laughs> so yeah, so as you imagine, there's been a lot of excitement. I when I went into GW yesterday morning, it, there was a lot of hype there. The beep, like pretty oh, much yeah. everyone in in the store, staff and customers was all over nights. You know, there's people like buying the codex. <laughs> I'm in an hour and about whether to get Renegade and things like that. So yeah, so uh, like I said we've got the new Codex, which looks like it's gonna be amazing. And like I said, we will cover it at some point. Um you've got the two new Dominus class uh knights which is the yep, the Valiant, yep. which is like the melee close combat well, type yeah. of sorts <laughs> it's the more yeah the yeah it's, it's the more
2: within 12 get, inches yes exactly <laughs> it's you know it's it's one that's
0: armed with the big harpoon and mm-hmm. thing and weapons like that so uh and you've got the castellan which is the longer ranged version of, yeah. of that as well yeah, yeah. um which looks absolutely amazing i think i would probably get mm. the castellan if I had to get one. Um, yeah. You've also yeah. got, uh, the, uh, Armager Helverines, um, which mm-hmm. we, I think, saw previewed at Warhammer Fest. So they're basically yeah. the, um, obviously the smaller type knights, the, the armagers, but the, the helverines are the ones with like auto cannons. And it seems what, yeah. what I really like about the, the models as well is the fact that the auto cannons on the arms look like lances, mm. uh, like yeah. knights, lances of, you know, back yeah. in medieval times, even like the, really the shield. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really cool. Um, so yeah, they're out, they're out now. Um, and, I think in the next week or so, they're going to be releasing the Armager Warglaives, which are the ones that yeah. came in the Forgebane box set. So they, they're going to be available mm. separately as well, um, which is going to be really cool. So, yeah, so a lot of people, uh, I mean, <laughs> even on our Discord, our Discord has gone crazy about, uh, like I said, about knights. <laughs> um, yeah. in this last week we've been going uh, talking about getting really hyped up for it. So, yeah, there's I think mm. there's going to be a lot of people starting uh, Imperial Knights armies just i think because they're awesome um i think also (laughs) because it's just they're just different and i think well the like i said the the guy i spoke to at at my uh local gw yesterday morning when i was buying the codex he was like i've just been speaking to people and they are powerful (laughs) it's like everyone's getting quite intimidated by them they're not they're not (laughs) obviously impossible to deal with um but they are good and i think it's good for a lot of people out there because there's some people that just want a, a low model count army i i know you've yeah. got other ones like you've got the adeptus <laughs> custodies and things like that but sometimes you're like i just want four units and that'll, yeah. that'll yeah. do me you know not everyone wants a hoard <laughs> army out there um so i think that yeah people are very excited about this and like i said it's big, it's big robots people yeah, really, exactly. you know, you know i mean a lot of people like uh. big robots um mm. and i think for for a lot of people now uh, i can see it and i'm myself included where i think a lot of people will just get one just to have one you know even if you don't oh, yeah. in, you know intend on having a imperial knights army um because the thing is if you pick one up you think right i'm going to pick one up to have as a showpiece i'll you know do it in a particular color scheme etc you mm. you'll have it on your shelf and then uh, you've already got like a third of an army <laughs> just yeah, in that one miniature that. potentially there's 500 um, points right there yeah Certainly, potentially more depending on which one you get. Um, mm. and also, you've got which I have failed to mention is you've also got uh, the Renegade box set which has been uh, released as well. Which I saw on the shelves yeah. yesterday and I was like, oh god, don't buy it. Mm. <laughs> well, one 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 of my shoulders is telling me to buy it and the other shoulders telling me not to. <laughs> um, you know, for I mean, for a hundred, it's 120 over here, it's 120 pounds. Mm. You're getting two nights with it, and and you get a uh, scenery piece as well, it is a fantastic set for the money. Um, I did ask mm. the guy at the store, because there has been a bit of a rumour where they're thinking, mm, are they, are they going to sort of sell out quick and then not really reproduce them? Um, his opinion was that he thinks that as long as it sells, GW will keep churning them out, which yeah. you know, yeah. I think it is, you know, I think that's what but, people will do, to be honest.
2: Yeah, they've been implying that it's here to stay. Um, throughout all the communication to more or less that degree. It's like, yeah, the Renegade box is here probably to stay, and they're like, oh god, that's such a good box. <laughs> it could, really could, is. It just, it's just like, I could do the Nurgle Chaos Knight I've always thought of doing. I could do the Imperial Knight to go with my eventual Space Marine Force. So it could just... <laughs> it's be it's an
0: insanely good value box set. That- and I can see really? it it's selling. I mean, well, I know on some of the indie stores, they're on back order already, you know, they've literally <laughs> sold out straight away, which yeah. really yeah. doesn't surprise me. It's just, it's just bad timing <laughs> for the wallet. Yeah. yet Again, you yeah, know, like I said, we've I got know. soul wars literally at the end of the oh. month. We've got renegade has just dropped and you've wrath got, and you know, glory. things like wrath and glory, you know, <laughs> that's up for pre-order at the moment as well. And yeah. Oh God, oh you know, it's God. just, it's just trying to <laughs> find the funds for all these different things. Yeah. But yeah, Titans yeah. are looking good, and I think um, it's definitely going to change how people play now as well, because because there's obviously now a consideration where you're going to see a lot more Imperial Knights armies out there. I can see people thinking, how am I going to deal with it? You know, and, and that's mm-hmm. what we, when we were talking about on Discord. You know, we, um, uh, you know, me and a few of the others were talking about things like, um, I was helping one of the guys... Um, come up with a custodies force and it <laughs> and it's like right, how are we gonna deal with night you know, how are you gonna deal with knights? How are we gonna deal with yeah, well just armour yeah. in general? And that's always gonna be in a consideration now. And it, and we mm. said as well, which I think other people have mentioned online, where it's just going to intimidate people. You know, like when you yeah, just slam yeah. down a couple of knights, you're like, you know, no matter what force you are, you're like, oh, um <laughs> okay, um how am I gonna Listen, deal with this?
2: <laughs> I have I have the perfect counterplay listen to oh, me okay you play astra militarum you take a 2000 point list you fit as many last guns in there as you can <laughs> and you pray to the god emperor <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, look
2: eventually eventually enough last gunfire will kill a knight it just takes mm. a long long time <laughs>
0: Like you said, it, it, the, people will find ways around it. It's just that yeah. I think initially now people are just looking at their their army lists and thinking I need to make some changes because <laughs> they just <laughs> and you know like I said, if people are in a situation where they're going to buy a couple of like the Renegade box set, you buy the Renegade mm. set, you've got four, you know, or two of them I should say. If you you know yeah. with um, you know like indie stores and stuff, you can get that you can get that for under two hundred pounds um, yeah. or the equivalents and you've got you know already uh, pretty much an army you've got four t- you know four knights <laughs> it's, you mm. know plus you can yeah. you know, if you've got a few more points you could you know put in a, an armager or so um yeah it's looking at exciting times so I, I no I think I think it's good because I know that some people were a bit put off by them from what I've read anyway but I just think yeah. you know it's just it's just nice to have the odd army where they just play totally different to other ones you know i think it's you know Mm. to me variation is good i think we've said that before where it's good from both both sides you know it's good from you as you know if you're like right i want to collect imperial knights you know i'm i'm used to playing space marines i'm used to playing eldar eldari or something like that it's like yeah you know let's let's do knights that's totally different but also the flip side is now if you even if you're not going to collect knights you're thinking how am i going to deal with them you know even you know and i don't even mean just from a competitive point of view i mean you know on the casual side of things because you know people be going to their local stores with their you know with a knight under each (laughs) (laughs) under each arm there you go (laughs) easiest thing to to take in so yeah (laughs) exciting times um and i think the last little bit of news you wanted to Mm. cover yeah regarding money
2: (laughs) um yeah so uh in further news games workshop has just outright told everyone that they've stolen all of our money uh as they sort of um they sort of put on record mass profits for, like, the last couple of years have just been going up and up, um, to the point where they are giving a $5 million bonus that is to be split equally amongst all their employees. So yeah. congratulations on your little pay bonus if you're a Games Workshop employee. You've been doing the good work. Um, to put this in perspective, a couple of years ago, Games Workshop stock was valued at about £5. It last week hit £31 per share mm. and is now, wow. like, 29 ish It's settled about there for now, which, like... Yeah. That is that is a lot of growth for two years. Um. <laughs> it just
0: shows they're going in the right direction. I mean, we, oh, you know, yeah. they're not getting everything right, but you know, even on our on our show, we we talk positively about what they're doing. And again, you know, on the internet, there's a lot, and you know, people you speak to in your local stores, etc. They're just mm. doing such a good job with, you know, as an overall and it's showing, you know, financially it's yeah. showing. And, oh, yeah. and I know <laughs> we don't want to turn it into like a business thing, but ultimately you've got to always remember if you're really, really into this hobby, you want GW to do well. Cause ultimately yeah. if they ever struggled and went under, there's no more games, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it ever happened, yeah. but you know, they, oh, we're in, no. you know, we're, we're <laughs> in a world where even the biggest companies start falling under. It does, you know, it happens, you know, they need to adapt or, well, it's adapt or die, isn't it? And. Mm-hmm. And, that, and luckily GW is sort of on, you know, well, as you can see that curve where, you know, the price is going up and up and up and mm. it's working, you know? So no, yeah, I, and I, yeah. I, I feel really glad for all the um staff members that are getting the bonus because oh, um, yeah. I know bonuses are they always a bit of a it. funny subject, you know, because obviously <laughs> for some people, you know, it, no matter where you work, you, think, well, do, you know, sh- should we be giving bonuses out? But but no, I think if you've worked hard as a company and as a, mm. you know, as a collective team, it, it, you know it, it, and it, it's an incentive and the fact is let's oh, be honest yeah. if they couldn't afford it they wouldn't do it <laughs> so obviously they can oh, yeah. and it's and it just yeah. shows um i just hope that in certain places like uh particularly like forge world because you know we've said mm-hmm. about um where you know the last chance to buy and things like that where they're you know they're getting rid of certain stock which is obviously upset a few people naturally. Um, you know, people are a bit worried about Forge World War especially Horus Heresy and things like that. But mm. um I just hope that you know they put a bit of money into, you know, even things like more staff, you know, just more people getting working yeah. on these things. Yeah. So it keeps everyone happy, hopefully.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I just my brain just went over this, but do you think Soul Wars is being released on like the last day of the fiscal year just to really send the year off with a bang? Um, I can believe that. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them because like you know, I say, companies will do that. And, and ultimately <laughs> it's why, why wouldn't, because let's be honest, Soul mm. Wars has been in plan, has been planned, you know, behind the scenes for a long right. time. For you like know, the they, last they, two years. At yeah, least. Exactly. <laughs> so it, they, you know, it's basically, it's not, when oh when can we release it? It's literally mm. you know when should we release it? There's and it's probably been mm. prepped and ready for quite a while. It's just like yeah. right yeah. now's the time, you know, because it like I said it will fly <laughs> off the shelves. It, oh, it really yeah. will, uh, you They're know, it, sell and also
2: the, more in a day than they have in the last two months. I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it will
0: it will be go it will go crazy. And the fact and like I said, you know, the, what we have just been talking about with Knights Renegade, you know, just, it'll just push everything up. And mm. yeah, you know, if it if it keeps also the shareholders happy and all that sort of stuff, Mm. you know? Yeah. And also the good thing is you've got to consider as well is that again, the more money a company makes, particularly when you're a creative company Mm. is it gives you more to play with, you know, I've seen, you know, they can take risks, you know, think, Mm. well, okay, you know, if we, (laughs) it may not go well, you know, because not everything does, but I'd rather have a, a GW where they've got money in the pot, which gives them a chance to try things and hopefully, some, you know, out of that comes some amazing, you know, games, oh, yeah. miniatures, ideas, whatever it is, than them being really frugal because they, you know, because if they make such a bad decision, then, you know, it puts the company at risk, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, it's it's a really good position to be in.
2: Mm, yeah. A happy games workshop is a healthy games workshop. And a healthy <laughs> games workshop produces more things like Imperial Knights for you. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs>
0: be positive cool right yeah. um i think that's it for the news um mm. like i said it's been a not a you know not a quantity well it has in a way it's just well, like we said at the start yeah. It's just been a, it's it's a bigger been subject three
2: topics it's three topics <laughs> that took like 40 minutes to talk
1: about
2: exactly. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: and because of that well like i said <laughs> we'll, we'll take a, a usual little break at this point point. Uh, like and i said mm. when we return we're gonna talk about the wars for armageddon Ooh. Hello and welcome back. It's time for the main law topic. It's time for a history lesson, in some ways. Um, for this episode, <laughs> like I said, we decided that we're going to talk about the three main wars of Armageddon in 40k. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, well, we were because we were talking before this before we were deciding what to, to cover on this episode, mm. and we thought, well, yeah. you know, we'll, we'd like, you know, we like doing our overviews of, you know, races and things like that, and I think, well, let's do an overview, but. Mm. Um I said, let's do an overview of like a war or something like that and then Cameron mm. said, Armageddon and I went, Yes, yeah. Armageddon. <laughs> um this always this is always a you know a, a conflict or a set mm. of conflicts that I always used to love as a yeah. when I was into the hobby yeah. many years ago or as a child. <laughs> it's uh you know, for a lot of people they probably know the background, but a lot of people don't actually, and it's it's worth knowing yeah. about Armageddon. Um, oh yeah little little disclaimer um before we start is there'll be a couple of sort of bigger topics uh that are contained within Armageddon that we're going to choose to cover at a later time um primarily uh Ele- Eleanor um which is mm-hmm. sort of before what we're talking about um and yeah. Hell's Reach um mainly because to be honest they're because they're they're biz- yeah, the bigger subjects, um, mm. and because we're doing a sort of general overview in this episode, it would be a bit of a disservice if we covered try to cover in this one and sort of just. Whereas, mm. you know, we both agreed that. A, it, they deserve an episode by themselves, like, you know, at some point in the future. So if you're listening, yeah. you're like, why are you not talking about Hell's Reach? <laughs> it's because <laughs> for that reason, it's you know we will cover it later. It just you know, mm. we'll be here yeah. forever if we try and cover it as as well as the uh, the general stuff.
2: <laughs> oh man, yes. Yeah.
0: So. So before we get into the actual wars, we'll do a sort of brief overview of Armageddon itself as a planet. Mm, Uh, We'll talk about some of the bigger characters, well, two of the main characters in this uh, (laughs) set of wars, and then the wars themselves. So, uh, like like, I alluded to a minute ago, um, Armageddon is a planet, and it used to be, I said, known as uh, Eleanor (laughs) Prime. Um, But like I said, we will (laughs) talk about that another time. Um, Basically, it's an industrial... Hive World, about 10,000 or so light years from the northeast of Terra in a a section called the Segmentum Solar, okay, Mm. you know, and you're talking a planet with a population of about uh, 100 to 500 billion people, you know, (laughs) it's a a big planet. There's a
2: lot of folks. (laughs) Exactly, you know,
0: it's a bit, you know, a bit tight for space in some places, uh, and also primarily it's tight for pla- uh, space in places because it's not the nicest of worlds you know you've got a world where there's wastelands no. <laughs> you've got uh, poisoned oceans you've got big volcanoes mm-hmm. so many of the people um live in hive Cities, you know, which is basically these mm. cities that, you know, get rather than going across, they go up into the sky. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, just think,
0: you know, just think things like Necromunda. You know, if anyone's mm. familiar with that, um, that's you know, primary example. So, yeah, everyone's sort of contained within these hive worlds. You know, you're talking where there's shortages of pretty much everything. You know, food, clean water, mm. you know, clean air. You know, everything's at a premium. Yeah. It's not the nicest <laughs> place to to live. <laughs> no. No, it's but, really not. No, um, but the the sort of main advantage of Armageddon is it's a, a massive industrial output type of planet. You know, every, everything it produces there is of real value to you know the rest of the Imperium, um, and that's why it's given so much attention from both sides. Really, I why Armageddon exists. You know, because it. You know, like saying because it's a sort of a planet where there's it's a not nice place to live you think well what, just leave it <laughs> just get everyone off it just leave it to be what it is but because of its resources uh, because of what it is it's worth to go through the <laughs> the, the hassle of having mm, um, to live in these yeah. hive cities and put up with the pollution to you know to be a of a significant output to the imperium basically so yeah, that's yeah what it sort of place it is um and sort of from a geographical point of view it's it's sort of main continent is split into two parts which is called prime so armageddon prime and armageddon uh secundus and it's basically split mm. down the middle by a big jungle um <laughs> just to add to the <laughs> add to the mix um yeah. so yeah so um, is there anything else you wanted to say on sort of armageddon um.
2: Uh, not really. Like, they are, they are famous for their local Imperial Guard regiment, which is Steel Legion. Yes. Uh, they like to drive around because it's not nice to be outside.
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) yes. Yeah. So they, they specialize in mechanized combat. So they've got, you know, squads rolling around in chimeras. They've got a lot of tanks. They've got a lot of flyers. Basically anything to avoid going out in the open air. And if they have to, much like the Death Corps of Krieg, they all wear gas masks and goggles. Mm-hmm. To make sure that they are, they are not, you know, just killed by the air of their own planet because <laughs> that'd be a sad <laughs> way to die. <laughs> mm, mm. It would but, be. Um, but yeah,
0: like I said, we're painting not a very nice picture of this uh, this well, planet, it's, but it's a big one. It's not as a as very well. nice place. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cameron, do you want to tell us about a rather important orc?
2: Mm, yeah. So, um, a- Enter stage left our first important player, mm-hmm. Gazgul Mag Uruk Thraka. Um we're just gonna call him Gaza. <laughs> Gaza, uh. yeah. Not to be confused with
0: the uh, famous England footballer. Um, no, if anyone no, knows who he is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, um Gazgul is the probably the most successful orc war boss in um recent memory, recent mm-hmm. in terms of the Imperium being the last few thousand years. Um So, the most interesting thing about him is it's all the Imperium's fault that he exists. Because, (laughs) you know, you, you spend 30 years training a space marine to shoot orcs in the head, and what does, what does that space marine do when you put him out in the field? He shoots an orc in the head the wrong way and doesn't (laughs) kill him. Um, so, yeah, uh, young Gazkull's early years begin with him as young orc getting shot in the head by a space marine and living, um, but to save him, they just had to slap a giant adamantium skull plate on and fill his brain with cyborg netics and all kinds of orc, uh, orc mechanical nonsense. And um, he, he started getting a little weird, as the lads would call it. Um, <laughs> a bit weird, yeah. <laughs> just a bit weird. Weird um, for an orc. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, look, because... He got something that a lot of orcs don't get. He got religion as his superpower. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, that's a fair
0: point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, he genuinely believes himself to be the grand prophet of Gork and Mork, whose great, great destiny is to lead the biggest war that ever, the- that ever was and to burn worlds in his footprints and sort of just destroy everything that wasn't orc and, you know, set the galaxy on fire with big green flames and the, the, the classic orc, like, Beautiful, perfect world ideas. The Great Green Visions, I believe, is <laughs> what you can call them.
0: Uh- <laughs> Sounds like poetry. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, And basically, he did what any good orc with ambition does. He found the nearest war boss and beat the hell out of him. And then <laughs> stepped up, took his place, found another war boss, beat the hell out of that guy, too. And just kept doing this for... A long time, because he's a, <laughs> he's a very big, very strong orc, and he's very influential. <laughs> um, for those not in the know, as an orc, the more fights you win, the bigger you get, and there doesn't actually seem to be an upper limit on this. So,
0: um, <laughs> no, no, there isn't, no.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Gaskull, his model aside, which hopefully there will be a new one that is the proper size, um, right. is a Fingers very, crossed. very big boy. Um, uh, like, there's, there's not a lot of specifications in the books, but he's... Probably nearly 20 feet tall at this point. Yeah, uh, if he, he wasn't is big. Over with all his armor. Um, he, he is ridiculous, but you know, he eventually unites a whole bunch of orcs because he's the biggest and the strongest and the meanest and the most cunning and the most brutal. And anyone who tries to beat him gets their head, you know, crushed by a giant power claw. So <laughs> everyone goes, Well, he seems like a right proper leader. <laughs> Let's go have a wah. Um, <laughs> and. And Gasgul, dear Gasgul, of course, chose the perfect holiday vacation for an orc, Armageddon. <laughs> Which, um, like, after Gasgul's whole thing with Armageddon, it has actually become a popular vacationing spot, basically, for orcs. It's like their version yes. of Valhalla. You go there, there's nine different Space Marine chapters, there's all these Imperial Guard regiments, there's all this stuff to fight. It is the best place in the in the galaxy, and they're like, this is great. We love this. <laughs> This poisoned hellhole. Guess what? The water's made of gasoline. Great. Get the speed freaks over here. Fuel up all the bikes. We're going places.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like lads on tour. It's like mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, they just go just to have a just have a fun time with with the boys. Literally, it's uh, mm. yeah, like you said, it's a playground for them, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Um. He he basically went. I'm the biggest boss there ever was, and everyone looked at him like, yeah, he does look like the biggest boss there ever was, and now he's, he's not the only leader of the orcs, obviously, there's lots of other war bosses, there are lots of war bosses under mm-hmm. him, but yeah. like, in this particular area of the galaxy, he is king. Yes. Like, <laughs> no one stands before him, uh, except, I guess, for one puny human. <laughs> Matt. Yes. If
0: someone Who's our has a. Player? Uh, our second player, who he has a lot of respect for, which is Commissar Sebastian Yarick, um, who, as his uh, title gives away, he's a uh, Imperial Guard Commissar, <laughs> who are the uh, um, enforcers of uh, morale, so to speak, on the Imperial Guard. You know, these are the guys that uh, push mm. the troops forward, but will happily shoot them if they uh, try and run away. Um, I mean, Yarick yeah. was a particularly prominent. Uh, commissar um throughout his career, but he was, it's, it's odd really, because he's a, a sort of character that you sort of get the idea he's m- sort of makes a name for himself later in his life as opposed to during, mm. you know, his sort of younger years, yeah. because basically before, you know, when uh, his involvement in Armageddon kicks off, he's basically about to retire on that day it's a bit of a harsh one for him <laughs> He's, you know he, he's thinking about his uh, pina pina coladas and sunbathing uh in the uh the desert wastes and uh the Orcs drive mm. we'll get to that in a minute so yeah so so Yarick, uh he, you know he's one of his prominent skills among many is the fact he's a he's a orc expert if there's such a thing Mm. um you know sort of younger in his life he through talking to a raider that was captured by orcs he learned how to speak orc um Mm. he basically is a as a child when he was um, looked after by his grandfather. His grandfather taught him uh, how to make orc traps, um, and that's where he got his name Yarrick from. Um, I can't remember his original mm. surname, but he basically took his granddad's surname on. That's why he's called Yarik. Um And one of the prominent things, or uh, well, a couple of the prominent things about him, which we'll allude to a little bit later, he basically uh, loses his arm in the final battle of the Hades Hive, which we'll talk, again, we'll talk about soon, um, against war boss, uh, Ulgard, I think that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, um, where basically the, the war boss, with his power claw, uh, took off, uh, Yarek's arm, and obviously most men would have, collapsed, died, given in, but, but Yarek's made of, you know, He's, if I'm going to be put it bluntly, he's got big balls. <laughs> Yarrick. <laughs> Look,
2: the man was run over by a Bane blade and he lived. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's going to stop him. <laughs> One thing
0: you've got to, get, you know, understand with Yarrick, even though he is technically a normal human, he seems to just mm. have an iron will and he can shrug stuff off. So, you know, as per his character, he shrugs off uh, his lost arm. He uses his sword to take off the uh, war boss's head. You know, holds it aloft, rips off the power claw, and goes, "Ah, that'll be a lovely replacement for my missing arm." Um, and that is why you'll see him with an orc power claw. Which In somewhere
2: um, a tech priest weeps. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which has
0: been heavily modified to obviously for him to uh, have. Um, and I must admit, his his current miniature has a better mm. power claw. I mean, I always remember the, the original one to me it always looked like he was had a big crab claw. It looks a bit weird. Yeah. Whereas this one <laughs> looks a bit a bit better to be honest, the sort of the the newer star model. Um so yeah, so that's sort of where he's got his claw from. He's also got a bionic eye, which is called the Bale Eye, um mm. because he's got a reputation amongst orcs that uh he can kill them with one look, which he sort of literally he yeah. can, he now can do, or when he got his eye done, he <laughs> can. So he's got a laser eye. Um, um he, his sort of main weapon apart from his power claw is he carries a storm bolter. And and you've got to remember mm. as well, he's again, he's a normal human, but he can one yeah. hand a storm bolter. That's not yeah. usual. <laughs> That's something that Marines no. have to do. <laughs> you know, he's this is not mm. you know, usually people of his sort of build and and uh makeup carry mm. a last pistol. He is using a storm bolter that is a big thing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it gives you an idea of the character of this man basically and uh, you know and ultimately he is a courageous leader and when we get into the the wars on this um that's the key thing for him he's just a he's a leader of men he, he wasn't mm. i don't i, I don't oh, yeah. I don't know if he was sort of preordained to do this in the sort of story he's just the fact that just the way he is he just naturally inspires his sort of fellow soldiers and and he's of the mentality whatever it takes to get it done <laughs> and that's basically mm. sort of sees him through <laughs> that's that's why he is surviving um hit and runs with the uh, bane blades and losing arms and stuff because <laughs> he just he just refuses to quit um mm. and uh i suppose the sort of the other one of the other main things is he <laughs> towards the end of the second war he ends up uh, retiring for about a month and
1: <laughs> <For, laughs> ends up being a trainer
0: for a while, but you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't, uh, mm. he doesn't uh, really uh, get on with that sort of lifestyle <laughs> as you'd imagine, with that no. sort of uh, no. person that he is, um, we'll, like I said, I'll just briefly talk about, um, gold golfer, which is, uh, mm-hmm. has sort of some prominence with, uh, Yarek as well. Um, so basically after the, I think it's after the second war, um, this will become. This will make more sense when we, <laughs> when we get to it. Mm. But basically, corners Gaskell, um because obviously he wants to finish him off. Um, but basically, a second wa, um catches the, him by surprise, and it ends up being a situation where he's he's captured, and disarmed, so he's knocked out. He's had his power mm. claw, his storm bolter. You know, it's all taken away from him. Gaskell obviously wants to basically toy with him, which sort of gives you an idea of the sort of. Relationship between these two characters, if
1: mm. that's a way of mm. describing
0: it. Um, so basically he's, he's thrown down into a, a pit which is uh, got lots of squigs in it. Um, and basically he gets to a position where he hunts the squigs and he basically uses their uh, their quills to uh, fashion a way to get out of the pit. And <laughs> Gaskell's there waiting, smiling, like, oh, basically saying, I knew you were going to get out. Um, he's just, just basically a, just a bit of play... Uh, you know with uh with yarik and throws mm. Yarrick to um to the be best basically with the rest of the human slaves and uh mm. you know in the, and then as part of this he ends up being part of a revolt um because that again that's the sort of character he is um he yeah, tries to escape yeah. but um basically for for reasons he, he can't able to, he's not able to um and so through you know again his sort of natural charisma and people he's with, the other sla- human slaves basically get him to a position where they think that Gaskell's going to be, he's going to be basically, because he's on. they're on a space hulk, um, they mm. sort of get to a situation where Gaskell, they think, is going to be sort of on the bridge area, um, so you know, you've basically got humans sacrificing themselves for Yarrick to get to this mm-hmm. point. Yarrick gets there, and Gaskell's not there, um, which obviously is very disappointed for him, so he basically ends mm. up uh, instigating a situation where Yarrick um, causes the hulk to start tearing itself apart and then this is this is what i think is such a, a great thing about the, the the sort of writing and the, the story behind this that basically he wakes up uh, you know wondering what's happening he's basically woken up to find that orcs are cheering him and gas is there looking at him and lets him go <laughs> he basically you know <laughs> because of the respect he has for Yarick, he lets him go you know it's almost like a game mm. to him you know that and again it's part of the orc mentality that they want a challenge they're so you know they're so like you sort of alluded to cameron where they're so focused on mm. war and fighting you know they want everything to be a challenge and Yarrick is a challenge for him so that's you know yeah. it sounds crazy the fact he let him go but he did he was like here you go off you go um and then uh, yeah, and then the thing what well, always makes me laugh as well is the fact that Yarrick comes back with an ad army and, and this uh, this massive weapon mm. which is called the Ordinus Golgotha um to basically mm. try and take out the Orcs, which he does, but ends up with Ga um escaping again, and that's some, that's a common theme <laughs> it's this this cat and mouse game between the two of them, so um so yeah that's that's. I mean, there's more of Yarick to come in when we go into the in depth about the wars now. But mm. yeah, that's basically Yarick and uh, Gaskell-Tracker. They're two very prominent players yeah. on this. <sighs> Should we talk about some war? Let's yeah, talk. Yeah, why not? War. Yeah, let's talk about why war. Not? Why not? It seems to be our favourite subject. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so the first war for Armageddon. Mm. Now, the first war is not a very well-known one compared to its no, sequels no. 2 and 3. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the one they made on a budget. <laughs>
2: so, it's a high budget if you manage to get players like that, I think. Yes, <laughs> true.
0: Yes, when you've got Primarchs involved on this one now. So, yeah, so like I said, for a lot of people that are familiar with the, Armaged- the Wars of Armageddon, um, like mm. I said, it, it is... You know the the prominent players, which is you know the, the Imperial Guard and the Marines against the orcs. But like I said, the the first war um, is actually not that. It's uh, a focus on Angron and his World Eaters uh, invading mm-hmm. Armageddon. So you, if you sort of set the scene, you've got a situation where Angron has sort of he's a bit of a he's a bit of a funny Primarch in general. But Angron, <laughs> who's the Primarch of the the World Eaters. Since the heresy, is he's been a bit lost. He's a bit he's a bit all over the place. So he's in a situation yeah. where he's trying to bring his world eaters back together. Because if you imagine, since the heresy, with a lot of legions, mm. a lot of the traitor legions, they've gone in different directions. They've they've created their own little war bands. You know, they're they're fighting with each other. Let alone fighting, you know, the 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 mm. enemies. So you've got a situation where he's trying to bring them back together. You know, to to bring the fight back. Um, so. It, sort of if by uh, if by chance um while he's doing this, a space hulk which is called the devourer of stars arrives by the demon world that where, where he happens to be and Angron's like ah I know what i'm gonna do look guys we've got a ride over here he gets all, <laughs> <laughs> he gets all the local chaos forces you know he put he puts flyers out mm. um him <laughs> in, in blood uh basically you know encouraging all the local war bands to you know to join together which is a combination of world eaters demons cultists basically join them together um to basically all right let's let's get on this space hulk and let's let's cause some havoc basically let's let's you know Mm. excuse the pun let's cause some chaos okay that's what we're (laughs) gonna (laughs) that's what we're gonna do so that's basically where you know the sort of the precursor to this first war um
1: Mm.
0: while that's happening down on armageddon You've got rebellion happening, which is basically corn yes. chaos yeah. cultists. say that when you're drunk um, <laughs> <laughs> so which breaks out on the planet on about about half a dozen of the different hive cities or of all are mm. all suffering with unrest now yeah. you know for again for a lot of planets, it's quite normal, you know they just look at it as uh, oh, okay, you know you know, looking at their watches. All right. Okay. Is it rebellion time again? So, uh, you know, so from, from Armageddon's point of view, they don't see much about, you know, they don't really look into it very much. It's like, right. Okay. You know, we'll deal with it. It's, it's okay. You know, we'll, it's under control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so to speak, you know, where you've got a situation mm. where, uh, you know, the two different parts, which is, uh, Armageddon prime and Armageddon secundus, um, the Rebellion was easier to deal with this in Secundus, but in Prime, it was a bit of a tougher task. But regardless of that, you know, mm. it was under control. Just to add to this mix, the Devourer of Stars arrives, okay? Mm-hmm. So this Space Hulk just comes out of the nowhere, which, you know, the the uh, defences of Armageddon Light. Like, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> this doesn't look good. So, you know, so you've no. got this... <laughs> so you've got... You know, you're talking, like I said, a Primarch of a of a traitor Legion Angron, leading you know a mm. Chaos force. Like I said, his World Eaters. You've got, like I said, you've got the demons. Which the main f- force of the demons is only twelve bloodthirsters. You know, just only, just only just, just tw- twelve. Just twelve. You know, just you just, know, we'll-
1: just
2: just Angron's personal bodyguards.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, just just twelve. <laughs> you know, what's what's twelve? What's twelve bloodthirsters be- between friends? You know, hmm. don't worry about yeah. it. It's just. Yeah. you know. Um, a few blood I'm, letters, few blood yeah. crushes. It's regular. <laughs> it's lovely. Um, so, I mean, they were so good that they decided, a bit like a boy band, they decided to give themselves a name as well, which is the um, <laughs> crew <laughs> the crew or uh, Pretoria. So, this is a, the the hmm. collection of uh, of uh, Angron's bodyguards. Yeah. Um, like I said, you've got the Chaos Cultists, which have got an amazing name. Mm-hmm. Um, they are known as the Children of Sanguinarian No Sanguinary Unholiness.
2: So, <laughs> wow,
0: that's it. That's that's wow. that's the next. That's a name. I know. That's the next um, album name for your metal album. You know. That's, <laughs> That's a hell of a name. <laughs> or, or you name your yeah. band if you want. But uh, yeah, that's basically what the mm. cultists uh, are called. Um, and they start with attacking uh, Armageddon Prime. So mm. just, and again, just to add to this. So you, you imagine you've got, they've been dealing with unrest. You've got a huge space Hulk with a Chaos Primarch and lots of bloodthirsters mm-hmm. and cultists and Chaos Marines yeah. turning up just to add to that. Half the PDF, which is the Planetary Defense Force,
1: mm.
0: converts to chaos. So, yep. oh, just oh, like that. okay, that's that's making things awkward. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you can imagine, loads of them die to the you know to this chaos attack. This is an absolute massacre mm. because, well, mainly because obviously the force they're dealing with, but also the fact that they're just not prepared for this. Understandably so. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You know. Oh, we, I wouldn't be. I know you wouldn't be, Cameron. We'd be, we'd be struggling. Oh no! Uh, don't know
2: about you. I've got an axe ready at all times. Well, exactly.
0: I, you know, I, I, I don't know what. Paid I'm Paint the
2: runes. Go out. Join the horde.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know, just just like, got got us on speed dial. And so, like I said, half the PDF have converted to chaos, um, and obviously the remaining survivors basically flee. Um, from Prime to basically team up with the mm. PDF at Secundus, you know, because that's the real option they've got. But mm. things aren't all as bad. Well, they are to a degree. But um, <laughs> this is where the Space Wolves come in. So we've got yeah, yeah. Um, Space Wolves, which uh, which is basically a Space Wolves, mm. great company led by a uh, marine Old called man, Logan. Lo- that's it. That's it. Logan <laughs> Grimnar, great name, solid space wolf mm-hmm. name um yep, so basically yeah. they are they were tasked with looking after the you know the sector that armageddon are in um so they basically decide, right hang on mm. something's going down here so they arrive to help the pdf um mm. and and to the advantage of the space wolves at this point um angron Who's a bit of a mm. a bit of a that like that sort of get seems to get distracted a bit easily, you know. He's a bit focused mm. on things. He at top, well, he focuses on want the wrong thing, I should say. Basically, he's busy creating bloody mon- monuments. You know, <laughs> blood everywhere, skulls everywhere. You know, in, in homage to Korn, mm. obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, obviously, rather than pressing forward, he's busy. You know, busy doing a bit of um, interior design. <laughs> Which is slightly to his detriment. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, also sort of factored into that, Angron's power is coming from the nearby warp storm as well. Um, that's also mm. causing havoc, um, which luckily starts to wane and drop. So, you know, so it's l- luckily things are starting to swing back in the favor of the Imperials. Well, to a degree, you know, space wheels have arrived. Angron's busy and his power is slightly going down. So, like I said, with this time, uh, Big Mad Logan uh, decides <laughs> to rally the defenders uh, to get them going. So, as you would imagine, now a massive battle happens between both sides. You know, you you've got some severely outnumbered uh, Space Wolves and you know Steel Legion PDF, um, but you know they're getting stuck in, as you would imagine, to uh, especially under yeah. the influence yeah. of Logan. Um, and you get you get a situation where this massive space wolf counterattack basically causes mm. massive losses to the world eaters. You know, it sort of to smash it back in slightly into their advantage. Um, mm. You even get like a situation where the space wolves flee in quote marks um, <laughs> to basically encourage the world eaters. You know, to chase after them, and then they smash mm. them with a, uh, a space wolf steel legion ambush you know so they you know yeah, they tr- they're using yeah. the tactics that they have to do because again remember it's sort of you know it's desperate measures really and that sort of mm. is quite key to a lot of these to these wars <laughs> basically it's all about desperate measures <laughs> um so while this is going on in the west Angron and his uh, is 12 bloodthirster bodyguards are basically <laughs> you know smashing the imperials mm. as you would imagine um basically pushing them back towards hives infernus and uh, hive uh, hell's reach or sorry most port hell's reach <laughs> in a way um yeah so uh imperials you know are defending they're really stuck in but hey cameron mm. who if you had to call someone at this point and the speed yeah, dial yeah. says six 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 who Would you be calling?
2: <laughs> uh, I would call me some inquisitorial related forces. <laughs> yes,
0: you may call upon the Grey Knights at this point. Mm. So that's basically what they do. So while they're um, dealing with this, uh, a call is made, yeah, you know, literally on speed dial mm. to the Grey Knights, yeah. which are the demon hunters of the Ordo Malleus, who specialize, in, I said, in demons. Mm. Uh, and they arrive. Uh, And Mm. so we have this situation where, to deal with Angron and his uh, bloodthirsters, they drop uh, a few Terminators in. Quite quite a specific amount as well. They decide to drop in 109 Mm. of them. Um, Mm. I don't know if that has any significance. Or I don't know if they just happen to have 109. It doesn't really say.
2: I think they went... This is as many suits as we have, dear God Emperor. <laughs> yeah, please, what are we yeah. looking at? Twelve bloodthirsters. Twelve. What is that? <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: they're, they're calling him up, saying, "Look, can you do a bit of overtime? Okay, look, we'll pay you double." Um, so, so 109 Grey knight Assault Terminators are teleported directly to where mm. Angron and the Bloodthirsters are. Uh, initially, yeah. it doesn't go well for the the Grey Knights. No, you know, you're, you're no, talking literally no. a swing of his sword. Takes out like five at a time, you know. So the number of those hundred nine yeah. are going down. Um, but at the same time, whilst uh, this is happening, the space wolves are counter-attacking, you know, because I think they're using this, you know, the, while Angron and the Bloodthirsters are sort of tied up. Let's uh, let's smash yeah. the rest yeah. of them, okay? And so you've got a situation now where the Grey Knights take heavy losses, but you luckily one of them, which is recruit, which was had to be a recruit, which is called Hyperion. Uh, um, that's a name mm-hmm. that seems to appear in lots of different media. I'm slightly going off topic, but Hyperion. It yeah, yeah. seems was a, a quite. Um, is that
1: isn't
2: it Hyperion's
0: bow? Is that something out of mythology or something? I could be wrong. Uh, probably. 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 But yeah, sorry, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> my mind's going off on something else. Um, who then becomes known as the Blade Breaker, which is a clue in the title mm. about what he's about to do. Um, so basically, he uses a <laughs> a psychic attack. Which basically drains him of all his energy to destroy the Black Blade that Angron uses. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now it comes down to uh, a bit of a one-on-one fight, as such, where we, brother Captain uh, Tamar Aurelian we could I could be mm-hmm. butchering his name, um, basically steps in, who, who's in charge of these particular Grey Knights. Um, he dies, banishing Angron back to the Warp mm-hmm. for a yeah. hundred years and one day. Quite again, yeah. a very specific amount. So that 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 yeah. day, you know, you can imagine when Angron's got got has got to a hundred years, mm. he will be yeah. champing at the bit. And he's he's like, no, I still got to
1: oh, wait another yeah.
2: day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, end of those one hundred nine terminators, like eighteen walked away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, that's the that's the thing like I said. They don't. They're barely. They they take massive losses, uh, yeah. but it. In the, in the essence, it's worth the sacrifice because, like I said, they banish Angron back. Uh, well, what? I
2: mean, the, the, the Grey Knights, it takes like 50 mm, years to make that's, one. Yeah. That's and they true, bought a hundred, they bought a hundred years without Angron. Yeah. <laughs> so like, mm,
0: uh, I don't know. It's sort of, uh, yeah, we need a,
2: <laughs>
0: a you know, a, a cost breakdown ratio here. I was like, mm, does that yeah. actually, was that actually worth the sort of a hundred, what? Ninety one mm. or so ninety-one casualties. <laughs> yeah. One of them a brother captain.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But
0: I but mm. realistically, I don't think there's much else they could do at this point to be oh, honest. No. It's you no. know. um so you know, using as you would imagine with a lot of these battles, it turns it helps turn the tide. Um so mm-hmm. where basically the rest of the chaos forces pretty much get wiped out by what's rest yeah. what's left of the um of the Space Wolves and Steel Legion, Um, mm, but yeah. there's there's consequences, some big consequences that happen off the back of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh,
0: well, number one, before the big one, is that um, mm. Primes, you know, Armageddon Primes industry is basically ruined. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I know that may not count for anything oh, at this yeah. point, but they, you know, literally all their oh, yeah. factories yeah. and everything is gone down. You know, as through all this battle. Mm. Um, but there was quite a significant thing that happens next. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? No one's allowed to know about Chaos Marines or the fact that they were Chaos Primarchs. No. That's a bad thing to know about.
0: Yeah. Stick your fingers in your ears. La 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 la. You're right. not supposed to know about this.
2: La. No. <laughs> uh, um, sticking your fingers in your ears didn't work. I guess we'll just take all of you and sterilize all of you and put you in inquisitorial labor camps until you die
0: <laughs> which is exactly what happened you've got a situation yeah. where this is generally how the inquisition at this point deal with these situations mm. you like like Cameron mm. touched upon is Uh, you know, a lot of these worlds don't know about chaos, even to the extent, certain marine, normal Marines, you know, space Marines don't know Mm. about these situations. They're very, Mm. you know, it's very touchy subjects here. Um, I mean, luckily for this, for Logan and his space wolves, they, (laughs) he was aware of it. So, you know, he wasn't getting a, uh, a men in black, um, (laughs) memory wipe, uh, like some of the others, but this is basically what happens. They, they, the inquisition come, and basically, like Cameron said, they start sterilizing and uh, the, the the general population repopulating them mouseware into camps. So literally, what they're mm. they're doing is all these people that have survived, including the soldiers, they decided mm. I like, said take them away and to actually give a, the planet a brand new population. Mm. You know, it's yeah. to that sort of level. You know, and it gets to <laughs> the point where Logan of the Space Wolves is. Oh, yeah. Fuming about this, he's thinking, you know, in his head, he's like, these, <laughs> you know, men and women here have fought mm. to save this planet, as well as, uh, you know, as Marines, mm. the Grey Knights, etc. And to, to reward them, you're sending them off to working camps and sterilizing them. You know, it's it's just mm. he, he he just can't <laughs> understand the logic behind it. Um, yeah, you know, it, yeah. to the point where it causes real friction between the Space Wolves and the Inquisition. You know, to the point where he's deliberately trying to round up uh, survivors to try and secretly take them away. You know, he's and yeah, it, it took yeah. it to a to point where they start fighting. You know, you've got um you know, you've got Grey Knights getting involved, you've got the Imperial Navy, you've got Admech. You know, they're all getting involved. I mean, it, it came to the point where they were Exterminatus where it, it was almost considered, but it all mm. was considered but not you know, not authorized because only because of no. the importance of Armageddon as a planet. You know, mm. if it wasn't important, everyone would have been wiped out, which is mm. a scary prospect. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, 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 the situation between Logan and the Inquisition, I mean, you could, we could go in, you know, that's an hour conversation in itself, but the base <laughs> is, is, is actually a boils quiet,
2: down to, mm, no, bad, no. bad relationship, just boils down to bad relationship, not good.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and it, it gets to the point where they do come to a compromise between the Inquisition and Space Wolves, but they basically don't trust the Inquisition ever, ever again after this. Oh yeah. Understandably. I don't blame them. No. They're just sort of thinking, hang on, this doesn't morally just doesn't seem right. No.
2: But, I mean I um, don't yeah. know why they ever trusted the Inquisition in the first place. <laughs> well exactly. I think
0: they, they had their <laughs> they had their raised There's eyebrows. Your problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the the first war of Armageddon. The, like I said, the lesser known one. Yeah. Um, Cameron, do you want to yeah. do you want to start talking about uh, the yeah. second war? Yeah, sure. The, the uh, and then the, the big for sequel.
2: 500 years. Yeah, for 500 years, peace reigned over Armageddon, even though it had that name that guaranteed it was never going to be a nice place to live. <laughs> Because honestly, who calls a goddamn planet Armageddon? Are you kidding me? Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was destiny, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just like, I'm just like, when they quote-unquote discovered it, they're like, look at this wonderful verdant world uh, with absolutely no signs of Xenos' inhabitation. We're going to put virgin settlers here. What are we going to call this one? Armageddon. Doesn't that seem a little pessimistic? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
0: like, um, yeah, we'll just move to this planet It's called Deathy McKill mm. Yeah, exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I mean But, you know, you get 500 years of peace and industry Yes Which, lovely The new the new population settles right in They don't even think about the fact that they're sleeping in used beds No one <laughs> thinks about that um, And then, oh, oh, oh what's, what's that? I hear something of this, I hear... Something, it is, I hear Orcs, 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 orcs,
1: orcs, 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 orcs,
2: orcs. Um, yeah. Uh, Gaskull shows up because he has determined that Armageddon is a good place to invade and have a fight at. Um, which, given that there are a large number of Space Marine chapters that live around the area after the whole Angron thing and that they've got a massive steel legion, like, there's plenty of folks to fight, plenty of humans to. Plenty of Yumi's to crump. Plenty of industry to loot. All the best things to burn. Oh, what a lovely paradise this world is. Um,
1: (laughs) Cameron
0: has always wanted to be an orc, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Yes. Uh, We've got an
2: episode about that coming out sooner or later. Yes, we do, actually. (laughs) Watch this space. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, you know... The most interesting part of this is that the planetary governor when went out and looked at this scan of the edge of the edge of the system and went, "Oh look an Orc battle fleet mm. We don't need help. No. why would we ever need help? Mm. We're fine. We're Armageddon mm. this is our thing. <laughs> uh, for the last 500 years we've been inexplicably building this massive military despite the fact that this planet has never ever been attacked by anyone yeah ever in history. It was never attacked, we just came here, we were settled here 500 years ago, it was a perfect planet. Um, <laughs> you know, all the buildings were built, all the factories were ready, just like the Imperium promised us, uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: we took about 500 years to do yeah. it.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we're gonna beat these orcs. And then, there are so many orcs, why are there so many? I thought <laughs> there were less, they looked smaller on the pitch capture <laughs> you showed me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, basically, the planetary governor, Hermann von Straub, mm-hmm. was arrogant and conceited. And when Gaz calls... Because this is a second Space Hulk incident, incidentally. Like, another yep. Space Hulk shows up and, like, you're telling me an alarm didn't go off somewhere in the system. Like, another <laughs> Space Hulk <laughs> oh, showed up. Yeah. yeah. The, ba- the last time this happened, it was really bad. And, um... So the the last space spacehawk was called the Devourer of Stars. Yep. This one is a little more subtle. This is just the World Killer. Uh-
0: <laughs> it's got it's got a technical name, which is um, mm. Alveus Alpha Alpha Sextus.
2: Yeah, and then in crude graffiti over that it says the World Killer. Uh- <laughs> Is that what you do with your car? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I've got a Toyota Murder Death.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: dear. Um, it, it is, I can just imagine yeah, you at home yeah. when you like you want to cut something up. Like, Mum, pass me the chopper. <laughs> it's like, yes, Cameron, here's <laughs> the knife.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, uh, it's a chopper. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a crumpin. <laughs> Oh, Oh, God. Uh, Enough with my orcish aspirations. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, basically, the, the planetary governor slash overlord, Herman von Schraub, was a, was an arrogant and conceited little politician fool, um, Mm -hmm. and decided upon seeing a massive orc invasion fleet not, to not call for help, we'll be fine. Um, (laughs) Commissar Yarrick. On the ground, a day from retirement, looks into the sky. And is like, well, nuts. Uh, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> not not cool, guys. I'm an old man. <laughs> I didn't get the juvenile treatments. So I'm like 65. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got um, joint
0: pain. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um, you know, von Straber's planetary overlord is like piecemeal deploying bits of the Steel Legion. Like, you know, a Bane blade will be enough. These are orcs they scum with the mightiest industry in the imperium and then the bane blade gets blown up and then comes back a week later on new tires with like a big blue skull painted on the front is like well send two bane blades next time <laughs> uh, basically um and commissar yarik is over in hive hades and is like uh not in hive hades yet beg pardon um commissar yarik is like you know what I'm going to call for help, and gets the local planetary astropaths to send out a call for reinforcements, which mm-hmm. is what you should do when orcs show up in your system. Yes. And because of this insubordination, he is banished to Hades' hive by Herman von Schraub. who's like, no! Insubordination! Away with you! Um... <laughs> <laughs> and then Hades is the only hive that holds out against any assault for any long period of time, mm-hmm. of course. Uh... You know, uh, eventually, Space Marines from the Ultramarines, Blood Angels, and Salamanders chapters show up, led by Commander Dante of the Blood Angels, everyone's favorite vampire. Um, <laughs> and they start getting a counterattack together. Yep. <laughs> um, at which point, you know, this is, this is where it all began. This is the, the long sort of, re- the beginning of the long relationship between Gaskell and Yarrick. Because Hive Hades has held out so long on its own. Gaskell could have probably beaten back the Space Marine reinforcements had he actually spread out his forces properly. But he went, no, that place with that little puny human on the top, (laughs) that's the one I gotta, that's the one I gotta get. Um, and so focuses focuses all his forces on Hades Hive and then Space Marines arrives like, well, the Orcs are all in one spot, that's easy. Uh. (laughs) uh, and you know the orcs do their best to like take over the hive, mm-hmm. but the space marines are raining down from the sky. The steel legion is like you know sweeping in in chimeras and various tanks. And Gaskell is like, well, who he who lives and runs away lives to crump another day, <laughs> um, and just just kind of legs it. Uh, leaves a lot of his armies there because the boys don't want to leave a good fight. <laughs> like, takes it, takes his, takes his closest companions and just kind of buggers off for a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and like this, this, this is a big deal. It's like we, we should have been so prepared. They told us to be prepared for invasion, despite the fact that this world has never been invaded and there's no reason for it to be invaded. It was never invaded. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> wink, wink. And then it's just. Yeah, and then just orcs raining from the sky, orcs burrowing up from the earth. Now, the real problem with orcs is, once you get them, you just can't get rid of them. No, uh, can't. <laughs> because they just- they get into everything, you know, they get behind the sofa, you know, <laughs> you kill an orc in the living room, yeah. and then a month later, a boy pops up from behind your sofa and goes, oi. Uh, oh, you you thinking it was going to be
0: loose change, but it ends up being an orc.
2: Oh, no. It ends up being a whole orc boy. Um, yeah, Damn which it. Uh, just, uh, it must be very rough for Imperial settlers. Like we took this, we took this planet back from the orcs. Oh, good, a lovely livable planet. I love the way you didn't burn it to cinders with Promethium before we arrived. It looks so nice. And then a week later, it's like, honey, did we plant squigs? No, we planted <laughs> carrots. Well, we've grown squigs. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> It's Are just, they carrots? I, I love. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they're red. Is that close enough? Uh, <laughs> that I, I love. I love ecology so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's like. When an orc dies, it releases all of these spores. And then those spores grow into grots and squigs and everything orcish society could possibly need. And a few of them become orc boys. <laughs> and, like, those ones take the longest. So, by the time the boy develops, there's a whole bunch of squigs running around for him to eat. And there's a whole bunch of grots running around for him to bully. Yeah. And it's just the perfect self-encapsulated society. Exactly, it works. However, makes it very difficult to get rid of them. Um, if you remember... <laughs> There's a big jungle in the middle of the primary continent of Armageddon. Yep. You ain't going to find orcs in the jungle. Like, they get in there, you are never getting rid of them. (laughs) Um, which is what happened. So orcs are now just a constant thing of life on Armageddon after this first invasion. Uh, (laughs) and this was near the end of the 41st millennium. This is, what, 944-ish. Um... Yeah, 944. So, like, pretty close to the end of the 41st millennium, that point where our timeline was stagnant for so long. It's yeah. swiftly approaching uh, because we've got to leave everything just barely hanging in the balance. So, Matt, what happened exactly 50 years later? Mm,
0: I think they decided to have another war. I thought, why not? Mm-hmm. They decided 57 years to the day later they decided yeah. to have another war. Mm. It's the- Gaskell's back. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah that's what he did he came down going everybody um Mm. no he didn't you'd be disappointed to hear um so yeah yeah. so basically 57 years have gone by since uh gaskell fled Mm. Uh, i mean he's been chased around gaskell you know like i said um Mm. yarrick was chasing after him um etc etc but you know you can't you can't tie this uh, orc down. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so basically, yeah, he's in this yeah. sort of fifty-seven years, he's been using the time to you know, plan a better attack. You know, learning how the Imperium works. So so yeah you know, so cannon. yeah yeah basically he's he's the Second War was a was a you know a test uh, you know a, a run uh, just having a go at it. Mm. And so in this time, he's, you know, he's performing smaller raids, you know, just sort of, you know, flexing his muscles, just not enough to get enough, you know, to get attention towards mm. him. It's just, just, just yeah. you know, that sort of thing, really. But he decides to bring some friends in as well for this this fight. He's like, look, we're going to do this properly now, lads, all right? So yeah, he decides yeah. to bring in three, you know, three of his, you know, his uh, favorite uh, Warlords and war bosses. You've got um, mm-hmm. Overfiend of the Octarius, mm-hmm. lovely name. Yeah, you got the Great Despot of uh, Draguk or Draguk. Mm-hmm. and you've got oh, you know everyone's favourite Ergok uh, the Unstoppable, um, mm-hmm. which is what his mother yep. named him. And <laughs> 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 and uh, so he brings in these forces, um, but also importantly, he decides to get Pally Pally with a particular mm. orc by the name of uh, Ug <laughs> Urgrub, who's basically a Bad Moons yep. war boss, who's got the best, mm. mwah, the best mm. mech boys, you can imagine. And these oh, mech yeah. boys have come up with some very good technology. For the rest of us, mm. it would be tele- you know, teleportation, but for orcs, it's mm. teleporter tech. Um,
2: yeah. Can we <laughs> just take them over for... So... Um, this month's white dwarf very handy has a guide to all this Armageddon stuff mm. and there's a little sidebar on the th- third war which is just dubbed Orchimedes. Yes,
0: <laughs> key character
1: in that. You know,
0: key
2: character.
1: Orchomedes. <laughs>
0: a
2: <laughs> rumored, a rumored mech. The xenos is like they have to have a super smart orc. We're going to call it Orchimedes.
0: <laughs> I know you can you can write this. Um. <laughs>
2: Brilliant. Well, someone is. Yeah, was well, <laughs> Ali. Yeah, I wish wish we had
0: it genius um mm. so so basically during this time as well as you could imagine armageddon has been reinforced defensively you know in these 57 years you know because mm. it took a battering uh you know so they've increased the number of the defense forces you've got minefields up in orbit you know just do just doing you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's as the def- it's as defensive more than ever it's ever been really you know they but mm. it's still not quite good enough um so you know it starts with basically things where you've got nearby planets are being attacked first you know they're just warming themselves up you know so you you know mm. you start getting situations you know you've got these um stations um which are named after the three of the prominent characters from the previous war which is Yarick, dante mm. and the uh what's he called i've got his name it's the um <laughs> the iron the iron skulls one um I can't remember his name. Um, oh. oh, I should... Mm. <laughs> i got it written down, but I can't remember his name.
2: So good. We're so good at things. Yes, um. professional. <laughs> <laughs> it was written down.
0: <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah. Da, 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 da. That's it, here we go. Mannheim, that's it. Princess mm-hmm. Prime Curtis Mannheim. So basically... You've got these three stations that you know keep in, help keep watch of things. Um, mm. And like I say, signals are going off. And basically, a, dress, a distress signal is raised by General Kurov, who's basically the, the Imperial Guard uh, general mm. looking after uh, Armageddon and the sort of you know, area around it. So, as you can imagine, the Orc fleet arrives. So Gaskell, Gaskell mm. and friends arrive, <laughs> arrive um, which basically involves them taking out the Imperial Navy that's that's up above the planet, smashing through them. You know, you, you've even got the point where there's still three Orc fleets to arrive. This is just the first fleet. Mm. You know, the Imperials are basically outnumbered six to one. You know, they're pro- they're properly on the losing side here. You know, it's a basically a combination of Orc cruisers making sort of dive bombs mm. and attacks, and you and using the teleporter. Uh, technology to, you know, beam board the the, uh, the various Imperial ships mm. and take them out. Mm. So while this is happening, you, or you can imagine the ground forces down on Armageddon, they're like, we need to get our stuff sorted. So you've got uh, Imperial Titans and Knights being powered up, you've got mm. uh, Yarrick returns, da da, da. He hasn't mm-hmm. been, you know, and he hasn't been at the planet for 20 years, so he's a bit rusty, but he comes back, uh, has a meeting with uh, Kurov, who basically says, "Right, I'm giving you control. You know what you're doing, Yarick." He's like, "Thanks very much." Um, mm. So gives him control of the defense of Armageddon yet again. So, well, I suppose it's, it's a bit of an upgrade for him because in the in the second war, <laughs> he was just <laughs> doing what he could as a commissar. Whereas now he's like, "Right, mm. I'm in full control of this." Um, yeah, you know, and as well as that, you've, so you've got Imperial Guards, you've got the uh, Collegia Titanica, you've got Sisters of Battle, you've got. Over mm. twenty space marine chapters there as well. You know, this is a really big defence force. Um because ultimately the orbital defences up you know up above are not contained in the orcs. They just can't, you know, can't mm. handle it basically. Um, you know, you primarily you've got some sneaky tactics from the Orcs now, you know, because like, like I said earlier, Gaskell has been planning this, you know, he's not, he's not a stupid (laughs) Orc. (laughs) That's the one thing that's, you gotta understand. So, um, there's a situation now where you get these, I suppose, like asteroid fortresses Hmm. called Orc Rocks. Rocks. (laughs) Great name. Uh, they basically Ah. get thrown down. So you imagine these asteroids are basically hitting the surface of Armageddon. And as well as it being obviously the force of, of a, an asteroid mm. basically, you know, it opens up and orcs start pouring it, pouring out. Um, and you've got situation where Hades hive, which is like I said, the prominent hive, mm-hmm. which Yarrick defended in the second war. Gaskell decides, yep. you know what? I'm just going to bombard it. You know, it's a, it's a proper <laughs> middle finger <laughs> to Yarrick and yeah. the Hades hive. The whole hive gets wiped out basically. Mm. Um, and like I said from these orc rocks, um, Fundamentally, you've got uh, basically, te- you know, they're using these rocks to teleport, using that teleporter mm. technology, uh, loads of equipment down to the surface. So, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's it's just it's just absolutely bombarded them. Because like I said, you've got the impact of the asteroid, you've got orcs inside, then you've got more orcs being teleported down, you know, which obviously the Imperial forces couldn't, you know, wouldn't see coming naturally. Um, and that's like I said, mm. where Mech Boy... Orchimedes <laughs> comes in because this is obviously part of what he's been responsible for. Um, you know, you've mm. got obviously at this point, this is where the real fighting starts. You've got massive like Titan versus Gargan, which is sort of Orc Titans uh, mm. fights yeah. you got. And then like those Orcs that um, Cameron alluded to that are in the jungle, they start coming out. The Feral mm-hmm. Orcs that have been growing <laughs> and uh, in the jungle basically just start rushing out and start attacking so you know the, the imperial forces are getting it from all sides uh you've got massive aerial battles all these dog fights up you know up above um you know mm. carrick uh, carrick Yarick is trying to do what he can <laughs> he's basically leading uh counter with like you know cadian stormtroopers mm. and you know d- again yeah. like he's like i said before he's doing what he can in the you know given the mm. severity of the situation um uh, elsewhere you've got hive alcoron which basically falls due to uh everyone's favorite returning uh overlord which is uh herman van straub he uh you know remember he's basically not really you know he's gone into hiding he decides mm. that he's on the orc side yeah. he comes back mm. and uh, takes over that particular hive And uh, even with the fact he's got orcs with him as well, who basically you know will deal with anyone Mm. that resists uh, what he's doing. So, uh, and and in a weird, in a weird way, they seem some of the you know some of the people inside uh, that particular hive embrace him as well. Mm. You know, even though he was, yeah, you know. A, a shitbag, if I'm being honest, in the, in the second <laughs> war. They'd welcome back with open arms in a very bizarre fashion. Um, yeah. You know, in some of the other hives, like Hive Volcanus, that gets routed, you know, routed by the orcs. And, you know, they basically mm. uh, capture Imperial cannons to besiege it. So use the Imperial's weapons against them. Um, you know, the, the orcs are starting to use guerrilla tactics so they don't get overrun. You know, they're being, a, <laughs> you know, for orcs, they're being very mm. tactical and sneaky um even now this is something that's very sneaky you're getting summer walks that are landing in what's the deadlands and the fire waste which are two particular areas in armageddon Mm. where no one wants to be hence the name deadlands and fire waste you know Mm. if you saw that on a brochure you wouldn't want to go there you know so (laughs) they basically land which obviously even even yarik is like i don't know why they're doing that but basically they're landing there and then attacking using submersible vehicles so they're basically coming from over mm. the polluted water and, <laughs> but, and basically attacking the hives there, which is a hive yeah. uh, uh, Tempestora, which basically gets taken over. Mm. And then that's where the Battle of Hell, Hell's Reach takes place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, again, we won't go into detail, as we said. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, it gets, <laughs> if I had to sum it up, it gets besieged by Orcs, uh, which is being defended by Black Templars uh, chapter. Mm. Um fundamentally Chaplain Grimaldus, uh which ends up with being a, a two month fight. Grimaldus. Yes. <laughs> Grimaldus. Uh you get a two month fight <laughs> and you know, it goes down, as you would imagine, but again I won't mm. say any more than yeah. that. Um <laughs> you've got uh Yarik using the, the planetary defence force as a like as a strong defence that's a, that's all he can really mm. do at that point. Um luckily uh Van Von Straub gets killed. Uh, He gets taken out by, Mm -hmm. I think it's the 13th Penal Legion. It's either 13th or 31st called The Last Chances. It's 13th with the
2: Colonel Schaefer. That's the
0: one. Yep. So they basically, Mm. they kill him. Uh, Doing everyone a (laughs) favour. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, Again, excuse the pun, things are getting heated because the Season of Fire... uh, kicks in Mm. which is basically you know because Armageddon has horrendous weather events like you have the season of shadows which is where the volcanoes erupt and ash goes into the sky and then you've got the season of fire where Mm. you know where things get a bit hot which in a way helps the imperial forces because it basically forces the orcs inside because it's too hot for them outside um you got another key little battle, which is uh, uh, Gatana Bay, which is the Battle of Mm. Gate Nine, which is basically this massive Dreadnought versus Dreadnought battle. It's the biggest one that's ever been, um, which is basically uh, uh, Warboss... What's his name? Uh, (laughs) Jurog, Iron Tooth. um, Basically orders a massive attack on the Marines, but then the Mm. Marines basically... Get their lines broken, but then you ha- then he's met with seventeen venerable dreadnoughts. Yeah, the old boys are there, the experienced wow. ones, uh, basically <laughs> defending. You know, defend that mm. uh, gate against the orcs. But they do end up losing uh, seven dreadnoughts in the in yeah. the uh, battle. Um, and mm. then we get a, sort of a bit of a weird situation now, where basically there's a, almost a bit of a standoff between an impasse between mm. the forces. There's so much fighting going on. We understand we would because obviously even though we've sort of you know highlighted that the York forces are, are massive and you know they're, they're bringing asteroids down you're dealing with 20 plus space marine chapters sisters of battle and you know imperial titans uh, you know yeah. steel legion yeah. the Cadian shock troopers or stormtroopers say so. um you know it's just <laughs> you know so it, it just gets to the point where gaskell being a being Gaskull decides he gets bored he's like i I'm just bored of this now. Um, we're not really going anywhere. It's not as you know. fun as I was hoping it was going to be. Um, you know, I'm going to give it a two star review. Um, and it basically ends up with, um, Gaskell leaving the planet, Yarick and the Black Templars following, um, which ends mm-hmm. up, uh, where they have another battle, which is the Battle of the Haunted Gulf, but, Ends up with Gaskell uh, escaping the yet again, um, and then you have this sort of weird scenario because that sort of situation that we've sort of described has been, a, uh, you know, been a little while. But now they basically just carry on fighting for <laughs> for, a good, yeah. for 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 yeah. years, like like um, mm. Cameron, you know, said earlier about it's the Valhalla of for walks. They, you know, it just they just both sides <laughs> just keep fighting, you know, until and not yeah. really making yeah. any headway. Um. Mm. So that's basically the third war. It sort of ends in a really weird sort of way. But um, what Mm. happens in sort of recent times, Cameron?
2: Well, um, as you may or may not have been aware, there's a giant hole in reality that's constantly spitting out demons all over the place. Um, In the case of Armageddon, guess what? Corn demons love Armageddon. It's a home (laughs) away from home. Um, Because it's... It's at this point been through, like, a good couple hundred years of nothing but constant slaughter, so they feel right at home. Uh, (laughs) Basically, Armageddon was cut off by warp storms for a fair while, Mm -hmm. and when those storms sort of finally cleared a bit, Imperial reinforcements were finally able to get through, and like, oh, the ground's alive and it's trying to eat everyone... There's a whole bunch of blood letters everywhere, and what are they doing with those world leaders in a big pentagram? They're trying to summon Angron again. No. Um, God, not again. But why does he keep coming here? Uh, it's obvious at this point because it's where everyone goes to get killed. Um, but you know, there's sort of a very quick sally forth. There's there's a lightning fast strike with basically all the imperial forces they can muster. And they managed to disrupt the ritual and keep Angron away from Armageddon for now. Um, <laughs> he's not, he's, he's not gonna be, he's not gonna be gone for long. He's coming soon, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but essentially it is that same stalemate between the orcs and the Imperium, but then they're all also fighting the forces of chaos, yep. which is serious enough that to the, occasionally the orcs and the Imperium are fighting together against chaos, which is, <laughs>
0: yeah, sounds bizarre
2: like, weird. are that desperate that we will let the orcs stand next to us for this short period of time, because, <laughs> oh god, that's another 12 bloodthirsters just showed up. Oh no. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. So, you know, it, it's still in that sort of stalemate-y state, but there's, like, a bit of a shifting dynamic to it, where occasionally the orcs and the imperial forces will join sides, because Corn demons just want to kill literally everybody, <laughs> and uh, if you're dead, you can't be, you can't fight again, which is a problem for for an orc. So, uh, you, you gotta you gotta fight and win, which occasionally means letting yourself fight with the humies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> needs must. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure Gaskell will be back anytime soon. Yeah, of for course his he will. Third war. <laughs> yeah. For his third yeah. war and the fourth war total. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, Armageddon's
0: not in a good place it's now. Mad. It's um no, it's basically no. half of it's a demon world now. And yeah. I think it's good that they moved it on as well. You know, now, you know, to sort of fit in with the Dark Imperium yeah. and the Noctis, yeah, Eterna, you know, things like that. It's no, it's good that I feel sorry for Armageddon. I mean, it's just it, oh, it, yeah. it just gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> but mm. uh, yeah, it's it's cool that they've you know they've not ignored it as part mm. of the furthering yeah. of yeah. the law. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, so in a nutshell, that is the Wars of Armageddon, and you know, I know there's Boy. there's a lot to cover in it. So again, it's that's why we've had to sort yeah. of do an overview. But like I said, we will do another show at some point in the future, which sort of goes into a bit more mm. detail about some of the you know more important um fights yeah. like Hell's Reach and things yeah. like that. So mm. yeah, so yeah, hopefully you know you've learned something new about Armageddon because you know, there'll be people out there, like I said, who know about Armageddon, but you know, may not know about the first war because it's not. I said it's not common knowledge for a lot of people, yeah. or some people yeah. don't even know what Armageddon was about. Hopefully, they got a gist of it.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah.
0: So yeah, that's been cool. I do like this war or this set Ooh. of wars. I always liked Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, but I said I, I, Armageddon was cool. Exactly. It's just it, I just used to like the whole Yarick uh cool tracker mm. thing I was, it was just you know for me yeah, as yeah. A, as a kid when i was getting into 40k cuz it was such a prominent fight i just and, you know, mm. it just sound, it, even though there's some, you know, in quote marks, some, what some people consider silly parts to it, you know, just the, the whole premise of it. But I, you know, I always remember reading about, again, Yarick when, when that whole situation where he loses his arm and he, he still fights on. And mm. then like, there's this key bit where in the law, it always says that he gave, you know, he decided to then pass out. You know, like, oh, everything's right, yeah, yeah. I'll pass out now, you know. What I mean, it's just, it oh, sounds okay. silly, but yeah. it's just there's something I don't know, just it just always stuck in my mind, and I think that's why Armageddon yeah. as, a, as a you know, a, a conflict is always stuck in my mind. It's always a good set of wars to <laughs> to, to read and talk mm. about, which is really cool,
1: so, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: I agree. So, yeah, so uh, that got to release. Got at least two more episodes in Armageddon. Yes. So.
1: Yeah. Like I said, this is just a, <laughs>
0: uh, overview, little, little taster course in, uh, Armageddon, but there'll mm. be more to follow. And there may be more in the law to follow in general. Who knows? They may, yeah. uh, do more with it, yeah. which hopefully they will. So, um, so yeah, that's been the, the main law topic for this show. Um, so we'll take our last little break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about our favorite mummified kings. And we're going to ask mm-hmm. is, If the Tomb Kings return to Age of Sigmar, would they join Order or Death? So we'll be back shortly. Hello and welcome back to the last part of the show. And like I said before the break, uh, we're going to talk about the Tomb Kings. Uh, Obviously at the moment in time, Tomb Kings aren't part of Age of Sigmar. They basically got, well, they just got taken out, didn't they really? (laughs) When I'm a fantasy uh was no more um games workshop decided to discontinue mm-hmm. them, unfortunately uh i mean technically they were they did have rules for a while didn't they um from a there mm. was a particular
2: i mean they still technically do mm. in their compendiums but they're not they are at the moment not getting updated no that's
0: the thing they're sort of abandoned is probably the best way to describe them so so like i said we we know they still they're sort of you can play as them but like i said from a law point of view we're sort of basically asking the question if Hmm. they returned like as if they properly were like right we're now making them an actual force or faction like all the other ones that we've spoken about so like i said would they you know of the sort of all of the grand alliances would it be order or death? Because um, realistically, it's not mm. going to be the other, one of the other two. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, so, uh, as always, with these discussion topics, we're going to talk about one side, then talk about the other, give our reasons for mm-hmm. and against. And then at the end, we'll come up with a you know, possible conclusion. So, um, yeah. so we'll start yeah. with order as the as mm-hmm. if in favor of order. And um, we'll start with you, Cameron. What's your first reason?
1: Cool.
2: um so if the tomb kings come back as the original tomb kings this is the big clarifying point because like <laughs> in current in current age of sigma all the high elf models for example are viable but they are explained in the age of sigma setting like the swift hawk agents are the messenger elves they're not the old like phoenix tamers mm-hmm. of warhammer fantasy but if the tomb kings come back as the old Tomb Kings, because there are a lot of undead characters that have carried over already, they are going to be ordered because they despise Nagash. <laughs> After all that he's done, you, you're telling me Setra is ever going to bend the knee? <laughs> no, good lord. <laughs> Nagash, Nagash destroyed their empire for his own personal gain. Uh-huh. They are not working with him. And th- that was what made them interesting in Warhammer Fantasy, was they were an undead faction that was very much opposed to, like, say, vampire counts mm-hmm. and Nagash when Nagash started coming back and things like that. Um, he, Um You know, he enslaved them. He destroyed their empire. He did innumerable terrible things to them. If they come back, and it's not because Nagash himself brought them back, they are definitely order mm-hmm. just because they can't stand the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah.
0: A very solid point <laughs> that was my first point as well <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's good they that the good. same thought process so yeah yeah like i said that based on how they were then yeah they're a massive enemy of nagash um like i said what he yeah. did to them he, you know he ultimately he turned them to what they are or what they became eventually mm. um and like i said cetera who is one of my favourite Wama well, fantasy characters. Setra <laughs> is amazing. Um, the most mm. badass, or one of the most badass uh, characters out there. Um, <laughs> you can't tell him what to do. <laughs> no. And that's, like no. I said, that's sort of my second point, really. That if it, mm. if they brought back the Tomb Kings, and if they brought Setra back as their ruler, which they probably yeah. would, if they, if yeah. they did, because he, he was their most prominent a ruler, um, and you couldn't mm. not. Um, like you said, he wouldn't. He want he wants to rule the world. When he, back in of Fantasy, yeah. and back yeah. when he was alive, before he be, you know became a um a mummy and, uh, and such, he he wanted to rule the world. I mean, you've got a situation mm. where you know, where in a sense, he did rule the world, or he, he got to a point where he ruled yeah. a vast part of the world, and then he got mm. to a point where he realised that. He couldn't complete his dream of of conquering the world because of age. He realised that yeah. you know that's why he, you know, he sort of had this panic of um, of mortality and decided, right, let's start the uh, the mortuary cult and get them to uh, work out mm. how to become mm. immortal. You know, so and then when he comes back as a as a tomb king, um, yeah. Again, he still wants to rule the world. <laughs> it's, that's still, you know, it's, it's that's his main yeah. thing. And so, like I said, if he ever came back to the mortal realms and Age of Sigmar, he would want to do the same. And what you're telling me, under Nagash, he would want to, <laughs> like you said, he would. No, he, no. That just, he, I can't <laughs> think of it. I, I don't know what would be worse for him. Is it? Would he rather rule under Nagash, or would he rather rule under the Chaos Gods? Because, like I said, they're they're two Mm. of his... Well, Nagash is probably number one on his hate list. And the Chaos Gods are definitely very closely followed at number two. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah, like I said, I I can't see... So, so naturally, they would have to join order if that was the case. So, Mm. yeah. So, what's your next reason?
2: Cool. Um, Of all the, shall we say, undead sub-factions, so this is sort of delving into how Age of Sigma splits things up, they are the tomb kings are the only sub-faction that has a strong sense of civilization with mm-hmm. them which is what order is about like you have the night haunts are just spirits the soul blights which are the vampires like in the old world they had sylvania but that was more of a side effect of them needing to feed like they had a country because they needed people mm-hmm. um and you know as of current age of sigma soul blight aren't a nation or anything they're just vampires you know you're death rattle and your death mages and your death lords and your death walkers all the various things they're not a country like they're they're one realm under nagash sure all are one in nagash but that's not a civilization um whereas the tomb kings are a civilization they are obviously heavily egyptian inspired but like they are this grand ancient Ancient, ancient culture that mm-hmm. has existed for longer than anyone can possibly comprehend, and they are a force for civilization. They want to spread their own civilization. They're not like they're not out for the spirits of the living, and they're not out to devour flesh like the flesh eater courts, let's say. Mm-hmm. And they're not out there to serve Nagash. They are there because, sure, they're dead, but that doesn't mean their nation can't live on and become strong mm-hmm. and powerful.
1: Yep,
2: like they they want order. Technically speaking, they want their own order, but they still want civilization as a whole to continue. Yeah, uh, they might might have some difficulties when they like, oh, we want to build a city here, and the door dwar- <laughs> and the fire Slayer is like, well, our lodge is already here, and the tomb is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> ten thousand years ago, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the banks of the River Nile, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: um <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good solid reason and i think i swear you you must be looking mm. at my notes because that was my next reason um <laughs> i said that they did have an ordered society so therefore you know it would be more you mm. know befitting to be in order um so I'll, I'll i'll do one and a half reasons for the next because mm. my next reason was based, sort of going off the back of what you just said that their warriors are not slaves like you said, that they—they're yeah. warriors, even in their sort of tomb king esque undead state. Mm. They've got a, mo- you know, they fight for Cetra or you know whoever leader they're under. They fight for him because they're loyal to their king. They're not, you know, a, mm. a brain dead, you know, ma- you, know ma- you know, they're not. It's not magic telling them, "Yes, you must follow me." No. It's they yeah. do it because that's what they did when they were alive. You know, so it's just. A, mm. And again, so that's not, so my point is that that makes him more of an order than, than death. Cause like I said, a lot of the, you yeah. know, the, the, you know, forces and troops under death are just, you know, brainless, you know, uh, troops <laughs> that are just following what, um, you know, especially if it from a, a necromancer point of view. So mm. yeah, it's, you know, that sort of just, you know, it reinforces that point. Um, so my, yeah, my next re- main sort of reason, um, this is a bit yeah. of a, uh, what if, but say they didn't come back under Cetera or so, say uh, they came back under High Queen Kalida. Mm. Um, yeah. Then yeah. she, now she is a, a funny character because she basically she ended up on a massive... Vampire hunt. <laughs> she basically yeah, yeah. got killed by her. I think it's her cousin. I think who who became one of the who's one of the first vampires. um So she hates Nagash just just like Cetera. Yeah. She hates him and she hates mm. all vampires. She's you know she is proper you know going you know daywalker blade on everyone. um You know she absolutely hates him. So again, it just to me if they you know, if she was a prominent leader for uh, the Tomb Kings then again, the chances of her letting them side with Nagash or mm. under the you know Alliance of Death, it, she wouldn't allow it. Just categorically, just like Setra yeah. would not yeah. allow it. So, yeah, that was my sort of next reason. Um, you got any more?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that, that more or less does it yeah okay um, i think that that's the majority of my argument. yeah yeah no it's, it's a strong be one because <laughs> <laughs> we're we're saying yeah. the
0: same things um i've got a couple more um on the yeah, side yeah, of order um again sort of reiterating what i said but earlier cetera hates chaos which i know that mm. that so again makes it i know obviously you could be on death and hate chaos as well but it's to yeah. me, it's sometimes a bit more of an order thing. Um, so yeah, mm. I mean, there's, there's this great bit that sort of taught in the end times, Cetra sort of for five minutes, uh, aligns himself with Ar- Archaon. Um, so mm. he does a task, you know, to impress him. And then, literally, when the Chaos Gods are about because they put his body back together because he gets because Cetra gets a bit yeah. of a beating, yeah. So the, the Chaos Gods put his body back together and say, like, yep, yeah, you know, you're you're our ma- you're, you're our man. You know, we're going to, we're going to imbue mm-hmm. you with power. So just before they, they, that, you know, he's like, she's standing in front of a gash on the verge of being given all the power of chaos. And then he flips a middle yeah. finger to chaos, kills a chaos demon. <laughs> and basically says, you can't control me. And then basically <laughs> says to the gash, I'm going to take you out, son at some point in the future. But <laughs> I've got to kick these Chaos Gods ass first. You know, he's he's just so <laughs> sorry, Cetra is just so yeah, badass. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, I love it. He's such a good character. You know, he's just that, you know, so that's another thing where I just think it's the absolute hatred of Chaos. Um, and mm. the other, which is a very weak reason, I don't know if you read it, did you read that there's mm. there's potential that Cetra was the first, was the celestant Prime for the Stormcast?
2: No, yeah. I had not heard that
1: idea. Yeah, I mean,
0: this is just things you read on the internet, but there's, but it's more in mm. more than one place, so I, you know, give it a bit of importance. So, um, yeah, there's rumors mm. that that Cetra was the Celestin Prime, which is the very first Stormcast that was ever, mm. you know, yeah. created. Um, I don't know I what mean, the reason yeah. for that is, As in I don't know what what the. I didn't particularly get yeah. why that would be the case. Uh, I, I, but- I
2: can see it, like, um, like Sigma's criteria for selection were you had to be a strong defiant soul yeah which he would and, be <laughs> um, yeah i mean if his soul was still around yeah definitely he'd be a good candidate <laughs> yeah. and you've got to be you got to be human and i mean he was even if it was the dead human he was still a human yeah uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and I suppose, yeah and i suppose and i suppose it it wouldn't get him on their side i not cause him you know if sigma was like mm. right he was a he was a great character back in (laughs) in the old world but he was a bit of a troublemaker you know like right let's get him on side Mm -hmm. like literally like you know first draft pick let's get let's get let's get setra on board so um yeah Mm. that's just again that's a bit of a weaker reason but because it's just more rumor than anything but yeah that's another interesting Mm. point um right so what's your first reason for death
2: okay so this is the more likely situation for Tomb Kings coming back. Mm -hmm. So first idea was Tomb Kings come back as they were, they've managed to claw their way back from the edge of Annihilation as a, as a civilization, you know, somehow made their ways to the mortal realms. This is the more likely version where they are brought back as a new thing, just like their backstory changed to fit them into the realms. Mm -hmm. And that is just, that is just, if they come back, it's because Nagash, had some fond memories that's some sort of <laughs> yeah. inspiring. Because Nagash's Nagash has lost his memory of the time before the Mortal mm-hmm. Realms. And if he starts remembering, the first thing he might well do is like, you know, those undead I hung out with for a bit, they were pretty strong. Let's make some more of those but make <laughs> yeah. sure they work for me. Yeah. Um and start essentially because you know, reading excerpts from Soul Wars, he can clearly just do whatever he wants mm-hmm. with undead material, like just start sculpting tomb kings out of skeletons, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If they, if like, if they come back, this honestly, my my, what my money's on. If they ever come back, they are coming back because Nagash went. Oh wait, I remembered something. There were these cool dudes who seemed pretty strong. Let's make those again. Um. <laughs> yeah no, I can
0: see that I I mean yeah. that's, that's sort of my sort of first thoughts was the, the fact that Nagash mm. is so powerful now he could just bring them back sort of almost from force of will I like you know rather than sort mm. of back in the old world where he wouldn't have really been able to do that because of the sheer resistance he would have got because we don't know what mm. state they potentially could be in as of right now if they are in any state mm. like I said he could he could mold them to be whatever they wanted it's sort of a bit like when we spoke about marathi um you know when she was sort of wondering what's going on you know it's sort of almost nagash could do that and bring them back and go what what did i do in the old world don't worry you 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 weren't against me you really liked me back in the day
1: (laughs) um honestly (laughs) we weren't
0: enemies (laughs) so yeah yeah that's and i think also Mm. aesthetically it would make more sense you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know this is more yeah. about the law, but it's just but from GW's point of view, it'd be a bit weird if they weren't under death, I suppose. You know, but. Mm,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, that that ties a little into my other point, yep. which the other big point is there. There are more elf sub factions in order than there are f- than there are sub factions in the entire Death Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you you can't you can't keep sticking things in order we need something different. Yeah. (laughs) Which we're getting with soul wars, but yeah, if tomb Kings come back, then would, could you imagine the uproar if they came back as order and everyone goes another Another order army. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That wouldn't go down well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's like, it'd be like good fluff wise, I guess for the death faction to have a little infighting for lack of Mm -hmm. a better term. It's like a little tension. Cause like, you, you get that with all the other factions, like their little sub-factions have tension with each other. You know, chaos mm-hmm. is always fighting itself. Destruction is always fighting itself. Elves and dwarves are always shaking fists at <laughs> each other. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So like, it, it'd be good to, like, death as a unified front is really interesting. It really affects how they play currently yeah. with the Legions from the Gash battle tome. But just that, that, that sort of, Law slash story idea of there's this one death faction that's very resistant to Nagash's reign and are basically working with death because it's all they've got is a, a cool idea.
0: Yeah, no, I, I no, I can, I can, mm. I totally agree with that. I think that that yeah, they can afford to put them over to order in that sort of sense. And I think, like mm. you said, I think the, the infighting thing is actually a very good point because. They, they, yeah, well, there's no reason why death can have that. And also, to be fair, you could mm. have a situation where if they were brought back through force of Nagash, like, right, no, you are coming back. Mm. Even if people like, or lords like Cetra came back, it, it, to be fair, mm. you could have that situation where he's biding his time, like, right, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do what Nagash is saying. Just, you know, just I'll <laughs> pretend. And then, and then try and take yeah, over from yeah. him, and, you know, sort of, you know, bring their old <laughs> history back to each other. There's no... You know, just sort of deal with you know, if he, like I said, he did it with Archeon, like I said, where he was on his side for five minutes and just sort of just, you know, just to then get the upper hand in the end, at the end of the day. And there's no reason why they wouldn't do that with Nagash. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I can, I can see that. Um, I've got a couple of points for, for death. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So for it's it.
0: Some some basic stuff, really. You've got, obviously, the Tomb mm. Kings are built on death and afterlife. That is what they, you know, mm. re- that's what they become. When Cetra got his obsession with immortality and, obviously, the creation of the the mortuary cult, um, that's, mm. you know, that's what they're built on. They're built, they're literally, they, yeah. their whole yeah. culture and... You know, just their purpose sort of changed. You know, to mm. be about death and afterlife, which is more befitting to be in with the other death-related factions. It'd, yeah. it'd be a bit weird yeah. if they were with order in that when that's their <laughs> sort of obsession. There's nothing.
1: Mm. Yeah, it
0: just doesn't really gel. Um, and I suppose the other thing, again, a basic point is Nagash was originally one of them. Ultimately, that's what yeah. you know. I know. He, I know yeah. they absolutely hate him. In at the end of the day, in in the old world, but. Mm. He was still one of them, you know, and you could have this sort of weird, yeah. bizarre situation where now, like I said, now memories have been lost. Now things have started again with the mortal realms and things like that. That, you know, he's almost like, no, no, mm. I'm your leader. You know, I'm, I was one of you and you know, you should be mm. on my team now. You know, this, you could have that situation because so much has happened. So mm. much time has passed since, you know, the, the back in the day, you know, sort of, yeah, let's just. Let's let bygones be bygones. Don't worry about it anymore. Like, well, let's yeah. let's, be, let's all be on yeah. the same team, you know, <laughs> with the thing, you know, with the fingers crossed behind their back. Mm. Um yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's plausible. Um, do yeah. you have any, any other reasons, or was that the main ones?
2: No, uh, that that's about it. I think, yeah. Like, uh, from my side of it, in conclusion, if they come back. They're definitely coming back as dead. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of they kind of have to just to k- help keep things a bit balanced. Yes. Um, I'm assuming you feel roughly the same. I, I'm. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: I, it's a bit like when we were doing the last one, like the Necrons and Tyranids mm. and things like that, where you like, yeah, mm. on one side, this is my this is my sort of head answer, this is my heart answer, and mm. I think with this, yeah. I think yeah, I think. In my heart, I think, to be fair, they would probably be better with order because I think there's more reasons Mm. why they would be part of order from a law perspective, like how much they hate Nagash, the ordered society, uh, you know, all those sort of hate and chaos. But I think with my head, you know, from Mm. a head perspective, I, you know, and how the way that things are going now, I can see them being part of order. It would just make more sense and balance to put them on the side of death. So yeah, I think yeah. I think Excellent. realistically they would go on death if if you had to make a decision right now. And GW did it; it would be there would be death. So yeah,
1: <laughs> Ooh, break, is that breaking <laughs> news?
2: Breaking news! <laughs> breaking news! Live from the Warhammer community <gasps> website. I've actually been sitting on this for like fifteen minutes while we finished that discussion. But <laughs> <clears throat> I quote from the article: "We've had loads of questions about price, and we can finally confirm some key details." Ooh. Soul Wars will cost the same as its Warhammer 40,000 counterpart, Dark Imperium. Ah, For two armies, the full core book, and much more besides, it's a steal.
0: So will be 95 pounds,
2: Meanwhile, then. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Malign Sorcery will set you back no more than a start collecting set. Oh, fifty. 50. Bringing a new kind All of ba- battle magic to your game is going to be simple. Finally, the General's Handbook will be the same price it's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. So that, That's good. That's great. That's
0: really good. Those are good oh, prices. Dear. I can hear my wallet
2: going,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: oh no, okay, sorry wallet, um, yeah, just
2: got to take it out the back and shoot
0: it, <laughs> so. it's already dead, um, so yeah, so 95, for, uh, 95 pounds, all the equivalents, mm. that's very good, and I, it's, I must admit, yeah. it's what I was hoping they would charge for it, because I think mm. it's oh, man. because you, you would start making comparisons if you were on that side of it. Oh, because yeah. if you think, well, well, hang on, why yeah. is Dark Imperium 95 and why is Soul Wars was 120? You know, if they made it something like that, I think, hang mm. on, you're still getting, a, yeah, you're getting two yeah, forces, exactly. you're getting a big, you know, big fat book with it. Mm. Yeah. So no. Yeah, they're
2: two forces of almost the exact same size. Exactly. Well. So no. I think it's like I think it's like two models difference mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> and, and like I said, with
0: General's Handbook, I saw that being the same price because oh, yeah. why not? Yeah. It would be bizarre to make mm. it not. Uh, I think fifty for uh for the sorcery that's good because you know you're getting quite a lot mm. in that. Um, yeah, minute yeah. miniature wise, you know, you get you know, sorry. Yeah.
2: Actually, I, j- I just noticed something that I think I remembered someone pointing out, but if you look at the Malign Sorcery box, mm. it has, like, a handle on top. Yeah. So it might actually have, like, a pull-out carry yeah. case or something you it. Which would make sense
0: know. because, again, it's something mm. where, you know, with, with its purpose, you you want to be carrying it to, you know, most of the games you're mm. playing, you know, So and it could just fit nicely. So yeah. no, fair play. Because to be fair, you, would, you could have the book taken out separately to go with, you know, your rule book mm. or your mm. general's handbook, and then you just have a nice little space for the for the, uh, the miniatures. So, hmm. yeah, there we go. Breaking news. Oh my God. Again, that's the second that was, time we've had breaking, good news. breaking news. Yeah. Good one.
2: I know. It just keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and like I said, just thinking about it less than a week's time, we can pre-order it. Nice. Nice.
2: Oh, so excited. So excited. <laughs> I know.
0: Cool. Right. Um, so that's been the uh, main bit of the episode. Now that's it. We'll just do the, uh, the usual wrap up mm. and then we'll be off. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening to this episode, episode eight. Um yeah. if you have a spare five minutes, if you were uh, good enough to go on iTunes and give us a five star review if we feel we're worth it and a nice little message, that would be lovely. Um feel free to do so. We would really appreciate it. Um you can find us on Twitter at Realm and Ruin. You can find us on Facebook at mm-hmm. facebook.com slash realm and ruin. Um you can find us on our discord server which to me keeps getting better and better we've got more people joining <laughs> in. and we've got I, I don't know about you cameron but i think we've got a nice knit group of people there as well yeah you know i, yeah, I definitely I, I really enjoy you know i know i'm trying to promote people to go on it but i just think it's just a really cool little atmosphere we've got people you know coming up with painting tips we're trying to build armies for each other, you know, like mm. army lists, I should say, um, you know, talking about yeah. rules and, and, you know, and everything. We've got people that are brand new, people that have been doing the hobby for a while. So I like said, if you are interested, I thoroughly mm. ra- recommend, even if you just pop on every so often, just, just join it. And, you know, if you feel there's a mm. conversation brewing that you like the look of, get stuck in. Everyone's really friendly. Uh, so the link for discord will be in the show notes, or if you go to our website, which is realmandruin.com, slash discord you can find it on there as well uh talking of our website um i i put an affiliate link on there for element games which is here in the uk uh so if you shop at um element games uh regularly we got an affiliate link which will which basically means if you buy anything from there we get a you know like a bit of a cut of something (laughs) which um you know Mm. like i said it's not one thing i would say is categorically this show isn't about money and things like that it's just you know it's just something that people have suggested you know saying oh you should do a you know affiliate link you know trying and things like that and you know it's like i said from what i've seen it's uk and europe only um unfortunately it's the this you know, mm. particular retailer. Well, like I said if you shop with them and you wanted to use our link, um, it's there on the website. And if you didn't, then that's fine as well. <laughs> like I said it was just uh, <laughs> you know just to help us out with like hosting and things like that. But I said that's just on there as well. Uh, what else we got? Uh, like we said, I've said a few times before. If you ever wanted to appear on this show as a guest, uh, talk about Age of Sigma or Forty K or anything Warhammer related, um, just shoot us a message on mm-hmm. any other you know. Our website or you know Twitter, Facebook, whatever's easiest for you. Um, as of this recording, we have got a couple of special episodes that are coming up in the next sort of month or so. We've already recorded them; they're recorded about a week or so ago from here. Uh, one's uh, an episode where we got a guest with us to talk about forty k, which should be really cool uh, for you to listen to. And we've got a another episode where me and cameron interview a certain someone in the industry um to talk about something i won't say anymore until it comes out um so yeah so we, like i said be prepared for a couple of special you know off week episodes coming out and like i said every so often uh, we will do them as and when we got the time to do them as well but like i said you always get your your main episode every couple of weeks mm. um and yeah i think that's about it um so cameron where can people can find you on the internet
2: uh, you can find me on the Twitter uh, at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Come come join the fun carnival. It's E3 week, everyone. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm video so nervous. I goodness. just want to see what Shadows Die Twice is. <laughs> I just want to know what it is, please. Oh, all
0: these hobbies. <laughs> Ugh, time. Mm. <laughs> I know.
2: What is that? I know, I don't I know. I think it's an illusion. Uh, yeah, I think it's something. Some, some,
0: uh you can find me on Twitter as well at Ninja Badger Seven, mm-hmm. the number seven. Come talk. Come follow. We will talk. Um and <laughs> yeah, that's been <laughs> that's all I can say, really. I do. Uh, that's what you do on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, this has been uh, Realm and Rune. Episode eight, and as always, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting mm. us and anything you do. Um, and we'll catch you on the next show. Bye.
2: Bye
1: bye.